0: This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition, coming to you from Keene, New Hampshire, with you as always, well, not as always, but occasionally, randomly, actually, sparingly. But anyway, it's Luther and Will.
1: And Stephanie.
0: And, uh, yeah, that was all I had. Good job. (laughs) So welcome, guys. Uh, Good to have you guys on the show. Thanks, Luther. Yeah, Yeah. good to be here. And uh, Will, uh, this is your first time hosting, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, first time co host. You want to uh, go ahead, and introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you?
2: Uh. Uh, sure, yeah, I um, I guess I'm a little unusual. I walked across the country to get to New Hampshire on something called the Walk for Liberty uh, during 2008. Yep. They have these inventions now, they're called uh, airplanes. Yeah, I guess I hadn't heard about that.
0: Yet. Uh, yeah, they go through the <laughs> air very fast and, uh,
2: no. Yeah, so I, I took it a long way. It took, took us about eight and a half months to walk from Oregon to New Hampshire to the seacoast and... uh Met a lot of people along the way. Mm-hmm. Us? You
1: mean you and your wife?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, my brother and his girlfriend were also along for the first part, and then yeah, my my wife was along for the whole journey.
1: Cool. That's a fun thing to do together.
2: Yeah, it was it was definitely a once in a lifetime experience. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> ask me. Uh, you mean you don't gonna... want
1: to walk back and then come back? <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. A lot of people ask me. So, are you you gonna do it again, but I don't think so. <laughs>
1: well, isn't there a guy who's biking across the U.S. for uh, uh you know, to promote the Free State Project now? Oh uh, yeah, Muhammad.
2: Muhammad.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I, I talked to him at Liberty But you were
1: the originator, uh, Will. <laughs> You're the first one to do it.
0: Right. And I actually, I had heard about somebody else who's uh, doing like a Walk for Liberty type thing now. Uh, walking about. Spreading the good word. Are, are they doing it currently? I believe so. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything else besides that. Uh, somebody mentioned his name, but I couldn't recall it.
2: Okay.
3: Hmm.
1: Yep. Oh, well, I guess we'll find out.
0: Yep. So, uh... Did you guys have anything in particular you wanted to talk about? I mean, this is Free Talk Live, where co-hosts come first.
1: Do they? I thought the callers came first. <laughs> well,
0: the co-hosts come first after the callers. Oh, it's very, how it is. all very complicated.
1: <laughs> We're second-class citizens. It's, it's a Luther's show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everything is topsy-turvy on Sundays.
1: That's right. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I was interested in uh, a couple of Will's topics. Uh, yeah. The one in particular that interested me was... Uh, He was saying off air that he had a uh, basically a dispute, uh, kind of a breach of contract type thing with someone that he had done some work for. And uh, do you want to I don't know if people know, but I have a uh, show called Pork Therapy, which is a show about relationships. uh, And we talk about them from a a liberty perspective. So it's about how to get along with people in a voluntary society. And as part of that, you know, there are going to be disputes and and, uh, conflicts that come up with uh, with work and, you know, payments and, and debt issues. And so I, I thought it might be a good thing for us to all talk about.
2: No, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Just, just up front, I want to say that it's not technically a, a dispute or a breach of contract, oh, okay. but I, I guess I'll, I'll set the stage. So yeah, tell us. Um, a little over a year ago, I think it was last May, I did some work for somebody that's uh, moved. I think you, am pretty sure he moved for the Free State Project. And which, did we mention the Free State Project or... Does anyone not know what the
1: Free State
0: Project is? I I imagine most people listening on Sunday show probably... If you don't know what the Free State Project is, (laughs) please call in at 603-435-1105.
1: Luther will school you.
0: (laughs) You will get your daily dose of abuse from me.
1: (laughs) Or you can go to freestateproject.org, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or just Google it. Yes. Anyway. Uh, anyway, uh,
2: So, so yeah. So, anyway. So, uh, yeah. About a year ago, I did a couple days' work for for somebody. And I think it was about 12 hours in total. And... He mentioned at the time that, you know, I did a day's work for him and he said, oh, you know, you want to work tomorrow? I was like, oh, sure. And he mentioned at the time that I could just, you know, ask for the payment, you know, whenever, you know, whenever I wanted to. And it, it seemed at the time that I, that he might be interested in me doing more work for him. Uh, but so I thought, you know, no big deal, you know, can pay me at the end of it whenever. And so it turned out that I didn't really, uh, I, de- that I didn't do more work for him and, You know, so the time just kept going on and, you know, I didn't ask him because I also didn't see him all the time. And I mean, one thing I have personally, I'm a little bit not so great at um, I don't want to say confronting people, but, you know, especially people that I'm not, um, you know, like see every day and talk to and hang out with a lot. Uh Um, It's hard for me to bring things up with them. Oh, like you
1: like to uh, avoid conflict, uh, avoid conflict.
2: Yeah as uh yeah. as uh, Mr McFly would say in back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not well that, at that makes sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the best Crispin Glover impression I've ever. Heard. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so uh so anyway, yeah. So
1: how wait, I have a question. How sure. long, how long went by between uh like like how long has it been since you have worked for this person?
2: It, I I think it was like a year ago May. Oh so, wow. So it's it's okay. been a while. So it's been quite it's been a while. A while at yeah. this point. Yeah. Okay. So you know, the longer it got, the the more, I guess, weird it became in my mind to um, to bring it up or do something about it. And then at a certain point, you know, I was just, I didn't know, well, should I just drop it? Or, you know, should I do something about it? And I guess I kind of decided that I was just going to drop it. But still, every now and then, kind of in the back of my mind, it sort of nags at me that, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't really resolve that. And I didn't follow through with that. And, you know, I did 12 hours of work for that guy. And And another yeah. thing was that, it was it was my first uh, going to be my first job that I did in to be paid in silver, okay. which really excited me. I mean, if it was FRNs, you know, maybe I wouldn't think so much about it. But right. um, it was just a big deal to me at the time. So I guess now I'm I'm not sure. I mean, and I, I'm glad that you're on the show tonight, Stephanie, since you host Pork Therapy. Oh, you, you thank might you. Offer some insight, but yeah, what you guys think, or any callers that want to call in? Um, you know, should I just? drop it and let it go no. or should, should, you don't think I should? <laughs> no
1: way. No, I mean, you you did work and you had an agreement with this person that they were going to pay you a certain amount, I assume, for the work that you did. Right. Yeah. So, you know, some X number of ounces of silver. And so, you know, it. we don't know if the person just forgot about it or if they had kind of malevolent intentions of kind of screwing you out of that money. But I think you should definitely bring it up and just say, Hey, you know, do you remember uh, about a year ago when I did that work? You know, I I don't think you ever um, got around to paying me. You don't have to make it a confrontation. You don't have to say, oh, you're trying to screw me out of this money. You right. can just say, hey, you know, I was just wondering, um, I don't know if you remembered, but do you remember, you know, back last May when, when I did this for you? I don't think I ever got paid. Um, and just see how they react. And yeah. if they I, say, sorry, go ahead. Oh,
2: how do you think I should bring it up? Because he's definitely not somebody that I um, see, you know, is very infrequently that mm. I, that I see him. anymore so i mean do you you think think i should email him or
1: yeah do you feel comfortable bringing it up by email
0: i yeah i could i could do that yeah i think that sounds reasonable especially since you don't see him too often right um
1: and if he doesn't respond to the email i mean you know give him a couple days two days or something like that if he doesn't if he doesn't respond and say okay oh yeah i i'm sorry i just forgot about that uh let me get you the silver right now and i'll mail it to you um If he kind of puts it off and tries to weasel out of it and says, well, I don't I don't remember you ever doing that work or you're going to need to prove it or something like that. Well, then you might have a little bit more of a a problem. Right. But it it could very well be, you know, you you just give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he just forgot.
2: Yeah. I I don't think it was anything malicious. Yeah. I think, you know, he just he probably forgot about it. Sure. And And I'm hoping he he didn't also forget, you know, whether or not he actually paid me. I mean, I guess that could mm. be the only issue, you know, well, are you sure I didn't pay you or, you know, yeah. something like that, but.
1: And he may not have been kept keeping records of that, right? Right. Yeah. So I think, I think it's fine to, to just bring it up and remind him, I mean, you know, don't, don't be shy about that because right. you, you did the work, so you deserve to get paid. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, Luther?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Especially for silver. I mean, uh, yeah. like if it was just cash you were talking about, I was going to suggest, uh, you know, maybe just work out some kind of trade where he'll treat you to lunch sometime or something like that, or work it out any other way. Maybe he can do work for you. Uh, But yeah, for silver, uh, I value silver very much. So I would, I would want to have that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) And it's
1: not like you, it's not like as if he was going to pay you 10 bucks or five bucks. I mean, you, you worked a full day, you worked 12 hours and that's more more than a full day in some cases. Yeah.
0: You're definitely uh, uh, entitled to compensation in this case, I would say.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um.
0: All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Free Talk Live, who's this?
4: Hello? It's it's hello? What? Oh,
0: hello? Hey, how's hello. it going?
4: Hi, how are you doing?
0: Good, you're on Free Talk Live. Who's this?
4: Uh, this is Tom.
0: Tom, what's on your mind?
4: Um, I would just like to talk about uh, Zimbabwe, actually. Oh, France yeah? Is there. What about it? Yeah. Well, um, I was actually born there.
0: Uh, my parents are Rhodesians. So, All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Tom. We'll hold you over until the end of the break. Sound good? Okay. All uh, right. We'll come back with Tom and uh, your calls, if you make them, 603-435-1105. Uh, this is the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition of the show. Coming to you, uh, you can listen in on LRN.fm or freetalklive.com. This is Luther and Will.
1: And Stephanie.
0: And we were talking to Tom. He's on line three. He's going to tell us about Zimbabwe, is it? Tom, you there? Zimbabwe. All right. Zimbabwe in Africa. Okay. Is
1: there another Um, Zimbabwe?
0: (laughs) uh, I think there's one in Antarctica, but... Oh, I forgot small. about that one. Yeah, right. And, and there's also ah, like—is there inflation
1: there, there too? <laughs> 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 Sorry, uh, Tom. Go ahead.
4: To um, get at, um, I was born in Zimbabwe. Um, my parents are Rhodesian. Are you guys familiar with Zimbabwean history? Or?
0: Vaguely, probably Mostly, not. Mostly as much I as just, you are. I, I know a little bit about the economic troubles they've been having, and uh, I, I, I guess it was formerly a British colony, but I could be wrong.
4: Uh, it was formerly a British colony, and then after that, um, they declared independence to form Rhodesia, and they had this uh, first president, oh. who was white, and then after that, the first black president was elected, and he basically ousted all the whites in the 90s, and he ousted me as well.
2: Ouch. You personally, or how did that yes, work? Yeah,
4: me personally. Me personally. Uh, the military actually came over and uh, they escorted us to the airport and uh, we were flown to Britain and then we flew to the United States from there.
1: Wow. Wow. That must have been awful.
4: It was pretty awful. Um, and the, the thing is, the reason why the economy has collapsed is because um, they've been kicking out all the white people who were the richest people there. And I'm just surprised that this hasn't made you know the media more.
1: It hasn't made the media that they've been. It, wait, so are you saying that they're still um, deporting people white people from Zimbabwe?
4: There's still there's still fifty thousand people there. There used to be about half a million. Wow.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know what to they, say about that.
4: They continue to kick them out. I'm just surprised. Why isn't the uh, news talking about this?
1: That's a great question. But you know, you can call in about anything on Free Talk Live. So you're yeah, glad you brought it up.
0: We'll talk about
1: it. Yeah. Well, what do you guys exactly. think?
3: Uh-huh. And,
4: um, I just think that, uh, cause the, the thing is the world wanted to have a black president so badly. And I see that happening here. And, um, you know, the, the, the white president of Zimbabwe, Ian Smith, he said that black Africa just wasn't ready to take it over. there, And I think he was right. I don't think black people could run their country yet. I think they had to wait until they were further developed. And, um,
0: well, this is, what is so cool. I, cl- I want to say yeah. I, I want to say that everybody has the right to uh, self-determination. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, who it, it's so weird like to collectivize everyone with a certain skin color and say, well
0: they're but, not but ready. I don't,
4: think, I, don't, I don't think they were quite ready yet because they were very undeveloped.
0: Well, didn't Yeah, time. well they had their own they had their own country and culture beforehand and they were doing all right. I mean They
4: didn't have their own they didn't have their own country. That's not true.
0: Well, who were they then?
4: It was so there, that there's means just land. There is no government. There is no leadership. It's just land until the British came.
0: What about tribes? Were there tribes?
4: Sure, there were tribes, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, I think it, it, it does the mean same something as country to
0: me.
1: Yeah, and so the fact that some people the tribes thought
4: tribes controlled very small parts of land, they did not control an entire country. They weren't ready. They were just being brought into the modern, the modern world where they had. Cars and lights and all these big buildings and all these things, and they were just being brought into that. They weren't ready to run it yet. you know what I'm saying? They should have well, waited when, when, when say run
2: it, what, what exactly do you mean by run it? Yeah
4: Because the British are the people who brought the whole modern western area over. They brought the buildings, they brought the, the cars, they brought all these things the infrastructure, and they were only in control for about 11 years before the blacks wanted to have their own president. And I, they, the reason they didn't give it to them immediately is because they said that they had to wait longer until they could be more westernized and then they could uh, run it.
0: I, I, I can't say yeah, I agree with agree. that. I, I think that's just an ethos, ethnocentric perspective on it. Um, just and when be, are they going to be ready, according to the
1: British? I mean, how would right. they, unless they have their independence, like, how could they?
4: Well, they do independence. It? They were actually, here's a fact you, that you might not know. Under, under the white president, Okay, every single black Zimbabwean made the equivalent of U.S. thousand dollars a year. $25,000 a year, U.S.
2: As decreed okay. by the government?
4: Under, what? Uh,
2: you said every single black person made that. Is it because that's what the government decreed? Or, or how they, exactly did that work?
4: That's the GDP per capita. Every black person made that Okay, so on, a, on average. On average, yes. Okay. But, in, but now under the current black president, they only make $300 a year.
1: Is that the president's fault, though? I mean, it is yeah. the
4: president's fault because he's a dictator. <laughs> they elected a man who became power wealthy and he became a dictator, and there hasn't been elections ever since.
2: Now, I, I know that Zimbabwe had super hyperinflation. Is that because, what caused? You know,
4: there's a hundred trillion dollar bill, and it's worth about four dollars.
2: Right. Now, is that – it? was the government inflating the money supply? Is that what caused their economic problems, or did they do that in response to so, other econom-
4: economic problems? They, they kicked out all the white people, and they were the ones who were still running a lot of the show. And then he so, – okay, basically, <laughs> uh, the farmers owned most of the land in Zimbabwe, white farmers. He kicked them out, and he put the president, the dictator, he put his own friends in there. And instead of them farming, they used it as golf ranges, Well, which brought – their agriculture down now they can't even feed themselves well I, I, i'd say so.
0: that's definitely a bad thing and that's the root of the problem with government for me is that you know it's just uh one team putting their friends and uh, associates you know in place uh, forcefully uh, upon others and i think that's very wrong
1: yeah have to agree and i i mean maybe i'm not quite familiar with the you know sort of racial tension and colonialism that's that's in this story but it just seems to be riddled with like these these racial, like all the white people did this, and all the black people did this. Well, people yeah,
2: well, are why, why does it, why, yeah, if why it, was, it? If it was flipped, if, if it lines. was, you know, the so-called white government or white president that was, you know, kicking people out and you know inflating the money supply, would that be any better? I mean, it seems like the problem is that the fact that the government is trying to central manage the economy. Well, yes.
4: The reason that happened is it's it, okay. If you were to wait another, I think, in maybe 30 years, they would have been ready. If they still had a white president, everything would be fine because they have the education, they have all the things they need, the black people are just getting caught up, okay? And this Caught guy up to who some elected,
1: arbitrary idea of...
4: Listen, listen, this guy who they elected, he had no education whatsoever, he didn't know anything about economics, and they elected him just because he was black, and because of that, now this is what the economy is like.
2: Uh, think what do you, think about, what yeah. do you think about the idea of, of you know just the individuals controlling their own economic lives and you know trading yeah. and, and selling and if with each other? Don't
1: and, want to li- drive cars or don't want to live in a westernized way? Then who cares? What's the big deal about that?
4: They, uh, here's the problem, though. Your theory, there. Okay, they do want to live like that. Okay, you're wrong. Okay, I live there. They do want to live like that.
2: What's okay. what's wrong with that? If, if that's what? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was
1: saying. What's who cares if somebody wants to live without driving a car or without having they a? They do. Want or, to okay, live who? With what's cars. what's the problem if they, they want to live
0: want with want it to or to without live. it? What's the problem either way? What do you mean? What's the
4: problem? Would you rather have a smoldering wasteland? Well, or would you rather have a normal?
0: I'm I'm on Wikipedia right now, and it says that before colonialism, there were actually uh, nation states in the area. So this what? There were actually nation states in the area. It seemed like they were doing all right. All right, Tom, no, no, been... <laughs> All right, Tom, it's been All right, Tom, it's been great wrong. talking to you. Um, <laughs> hopefully you'll call back in some time. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. The number is 603-435-1105. This is Free Talk Live. 603-435-1105 is the phone number you can call in and talk about whatever you want uh last segment we had a fella calling in uh, about zimbabwe about how uh apparently the new president who's a dictator now is uh, kicking out all the white folks uh, he seemed to be pretty upset about it um uh he seemed to be a little bit of racism in there don't you guys think i just i was a little bit
1: baffled by Uh, his call
0: maybe we we should have asked him um
1: maybe i mean i don't want to misunderstand and like accuse him of being racist but it did sound like he was kind of lumping black and white people into groups and maybe he was using the terms white and black to represent like sort of the political british you know group as as white and the the native uh rhodesians as black i don't know i'm not sure how he meant that to be honest
0: didn't they weren't ready to govern themselves.
1: Yeah, I didn't like how he said that. It no. almost was sounding like he was saying there were some kind of heathens Sub, or... Subhuman. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that attitude at all. No. That's why it sounded a little bit racist, maybe. But we don't know. I mean, I really didn't understand. Yeah,
0: I'm certainly not going to jump to that conclusion. Yeah, not sure. There were undertones. So let's go to David and Keane. Uh, he wants to talk about this, don't you, David? Hello? David, are you
5: there? Yep. Hello? Hey, David you there
0: yes are you yeah okay well um, we can go through this all night I'm, but uh go ahead david
5: well it was it's a delay i guess or something oh, okay yeah. um I, I was gonna say about the zimbabwe i don't know it just sounded like i don't know this the whole idea about um I don't know. White people go into in a, a country where it's maybe third world or or something along those lines and taking over, and we're gonna bring goodness to you all, and we're good, and and and, and them t- and uh, stuff like that, and how does right. it usually turn out? It usually turns out to sort of like
0: you yeah, know, it, um, it's sort of a, a subjective view. You know, our way is better. We're helping these people. We're bringing them. You know. Western civilization, as the guy put it. Oh.
1: And and you kind of see that with uh, the attitude of some people in the U.S. Uh, government towards the Middle East yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, We're bringing them democracy. You, yeah, exactly.
0: Christian values. We're freeing their women from oppression. Yeah. And then meanwhile,
5: it's just like we want to control your resources and, and like wring the money out of you or something. Yeah. yeah that's the way yeah. I
1: don't know. That's, it's kind of an you, old, uh, like old story.
3: Yep.
5: But um, oh, one other thing about in Zimbabwe that I know about is, um, which I've learned from the co- local coffee person, uh, they couldn't get Zimbabwe coffee anymore because there's wars and uh, the coffee fields got all destroyed.
1: That's unfortunate. So I yeah, know. I mean, it's wars do destroy thing. economies. <laughs> yeah, they okay. certainly do. Yeah. That's what happens. So no, I mean,
5: just an aside.
1: Yeah, it's important, yeah. though.
5: But, but um, I was going to ask you a question. I've been trying to learn more about your free staters and that stuff and all y'all and i was just wondering like um you all don't believe in government and stuff right
0: but well, I'm just well wondering, what do you mean when you yeah what does free status yeah, mean to you i mean that's a pretty yeah, broad term good. some some free staters are minarchists uh they believe in uh that government has a minimal role of protecting life liberty and property um and then you know quite right. a few are anarchists myself included
1: um well i mean well, this
5: was my question
0: mm-hmm. sorry david go ahead
5: i was gonna say um uh like if there's voluntarists isn't isn't the reason we have like social security and stuff like that is because like voluntarist type of stuff didn't work
0: uh no 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 the yeah. uh the new deal which set up uh Social Security was essentially... Actually, I think it was Lyndon Johnson. Oh, the... I thought... Didn't Roosevelt start yeah, that I in th- the 30s I think it was... was
1: it... No, it was in the 30s with the 30s. FDR, yeah. Oh,
0: okay,
2: yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe I was thinking of welfare
0: and... Yeah, Medicaid. it all kind of
2: yeah. runs together. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Basically, <laughs> basic... you, could,
5: you could say it about any of those.
0: Yeah. Well, th- there's never been a voluntarist society. Um, it was really just an insurgence of socialism in America uh unfortunately and uh we're still feeling the re- repercussions of that today
1: right uh, and uh you know david was saying that uh he was concerned that sort of like these voluntarist ideas wouldn't work well i would ask yourself is is social security working i mean i don't think right. anyone who is you know my Honest. age yeah which is like under 30 expects that they'll ever see a dime from the social security right. that they've paid and isn't it kind of offensive the whole idea of the government uh, forcing you to save for retirement and saying, "Oh, well, we're going to choose how you, uh, you know, invest," and then you yeah. get this pishy little return that yeah, doesn't you get really m- like something like sixty yeah. inflation of what way you put outpaces in. yeah,
0: plus inflation. I mean, it's basically taking
1: out- money from. I mean, because you don't have your own little uh, earmarked amount of what you paid in. Right. What what a young person pays in just goes to an old person, and so it's kind of like transferring money from the young people to the old ponzi scheme yeah Yeah. exactly i mean and that's well you're not the first person to say that there are a lot of people who have have described uh, social security as a ponzi scheme and the problem with ponzi schemes is when the top of the pyramid gets big and there aren't enough people at the base of it to support the people at the top then it falls apart and so as the the population of older people who receive social security gets larger there aren't enough young people to uh to keep supporting that but i mean Aside from that, it's just, I don't, I don't like the idea of it on principle. Just, you know, taking money from younger people and giving it to old. Well, right. maybe if they want to give to charity, yeah, that's Yeah, okay. I don't like I mean, that like, at what, all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what I'm what if, really young.
2: What if I don't want to participate in the system? I mean, yeah. you know, people that support it, are they going to use, are they going to aggress against me to, to force, you know, to go into the system or not? Or? Yeah. Can, can well, you yes, really they, force
0: yeah. uh, altruism? I mean, doesn't that sort of yeah. defeat the purpose? It's not altruism. What well, think, what David? if there
5: isn't? I mean, didn't it come out of? Didn't it come out of a vacuum? That, I mean, where there wasn't any altruism, and people people were in uh, the older people were in like they well, weren't. You know, well, the, well the, and the economy they weren't collapsed. Getting the help they needed.
0: The economy collapsed mostly because it was based on the new fiat currency. The Federal Reserve had come out. Um, what was it? Fifteen years before, and uh, just inflated so much that it collapsed in nineteen twenty nine, and 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 I don't, and, and it left people with nothing. I mean you know plus you had the dust bowl going on so farmers weren't making any money i mean it was bad times uh not you know right. did not create the dust bowl they did not create the depression it was right. bad well, economic policies also
2: i don't think it was necessarily true that there weren't wasn't any kind of uh, it, that it was just a vacuum at that time because oh, no. i i don't know that much about that Period in history, but I've heard that there were things like mutual aid societies, yeah, and um, helping people. And, and I think the family was a lot stronger than then. P- yeah. People would take care of their grandparents and great grandparents, uh-huh. you know, whereas now people, a lot of people seem to expect the government to take care of them, you know, with social security. Yeah, and you know, it's true. more of creating well, dependence would take care on of the themselves, government, right? right?
1: People would save uh, for their own retirement, right? Yep. You know, and that's that sort of goes by the wayside. I, I think Social Security kind of encourages it. P- people say, "Oh, well, you know, I don't have to worry about that because it'll be provided for me." I don't know. What do you think, David?
5: Um. Well, um, I just don't. Wa- I mean, I just think maybe old people weren't taken care of, and that's why Social Security came, and they were in bad shape and stuff. That's what I think.
0: I don't know. Well, uh, do-, do you have any evidence for it?
5: The fact that there is Social Security is my evidence, I guess. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think a lot of politicians want to want to form these programs where they look like a hero, right? Yeah. And Social Security is a good example of that. You know, who? if you ask people, uh, do you want to help old people? Yeah, everybody's going to say yes to that. Right. But do you want to, if you phrase it in a different way, do you want to uh, forcibly take money from young people and give it to old people? Uh, not that
0: many yeah, people not, are gonna not sounding like such a great it. idea. I think yeah. it, it's just another one of those uh, examples of when socialism comes in under the guise of uh, you know altruism, as, yeah. as it always does. Uh, you know, looking like the good guy and really just doing more harm than good.
5: Yeah. Um, okay. Can I just ask one totally off the subject question? This of is course. free talk live. You can talk <laughs> about course.
0: whatever you want.
5: <laughs> I was wondering. I don't know your name, but you're the girl from uh, from. Um, uh, pork Therapy, right?
1: Yeah, I'm Stephanie.
5: I You don't happen to sing on that Pork Therapy song, do you?
1: Oh, no, that's actually Hannah. Hannah's awesome. She's been on the show before, too, and she sings our theme song. If you want to uh, check it out, you can go to PorkTherapy.com, P-O-R-C-Therapy.com, yep. and uh, play H-H- our theme song.
0: HHMusic.com, I believe, is Hannah's HHMusic.net. Website. Oh, excuse me. Yep. yep. All right, uh, this is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Six o- yep. 603-435-1105. This is Free Talk Live, Sunday edition, and we are rocking out to some awesome metal music right now. This is Luther, and Will,
1: and Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, uh, well, we've been talking about a number of things tonight. Um, where did you guys want to go next? Oh, actually, we have a call, excuse me. Um, well, let's go to the if call. If I remember correctly, this is Jim listening on the internet. Jim, are you still there? Hey there? Yeah, we're here, Jim. Think about talking about uh, the Jews trying to build mosques around here Zero. Uh, do the, Jews, the Jews build mosques? <laughs> I think Jews build temples, and uh, Muslims build mosques. <laughs> nah,
4: they're building their mosques Ground Zero. It's in the news. I just saw it this morning, man.
2: Okay, right. Around so, here, what about what, it? Where, where where are you calling from? Can what, can you disclose that?
1: He's calling stop. from the center of the earth with the lizard Jews. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
3: so
4: they're so they're building. I, I don't understand why why the Jews had to attack us and then start building their, their little mosques in our, our holy areas. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was a small group of Muslim extremists actually, and Muslims build mosques. Uh, but I'm I don't think the same Muslims that uh, flew planes into the trade towers are trying to build this mosque. I think. I think they're separate.
4: Okay, I have a question. What's a mausoleum, and what is a Jew?
0: What's a mausoleum? <laughs> a mausoleum? What's a mausoleum
4: and what's a Jew?
0: Oh, a Muslim? Well, what did
4: you think? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, um, I well, <laughs> uh, Judaism is a religion. It was the first monotheistic religion. Um, it started in Israel uh from,
4: I'm asking what's the difference.
0: Uh, well... Jews uh read the Old Testament and the Torah and uh they have their own culture and customs and practices and sex. sects sects right. not sects um <laughs> although i'm sure they have that as well Yeah right? they do yeah. and uh Muslims <laughs> worship the prophet <laughs> uh Muhammad they believe he was sent by God and um
2: they read the Quran right? Yeah they read the yeah. Quran
0: and they have their although, own
2: do they also believe in the Old Testament? I'm not sure. They
0: really... do yes it, it is a uh Judaism, Christianity, and um, Islam all worship okay, the same God.
4: So the, the Jews are the ones that bombed the World Trade Center, right?
0: No, I, no. I, I think it was a small group of Muslim extremists.
1: Yeah, this guy's confused.
0: And kind of
4: lame. <laughs> uh, okay, right, so, why, why is them fucking Muslims being the mosque in our holy area, man? It,
2: Wh- whose holy area is this?
4: Christian people.
0: We all know these, man. American people. Well, well uh, I am I'm, I live in America and I'm not Christian. And, um, and that's not my private property down there. Is it yours?
2: Yeah, good question. So, so then
4: that makes you a traitor, then. That makes you a traitor.
0: Uh, does that make you a communist?
4: So, so, so you want, you wait, want wait, wait. You so
0: be, because I'm not Christian, I'm a traitor? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I I I don't know. I thought there was freedom of religion in this country, but uh, according to Jim, that's just not not so. I, I thought that's I lived true. in a free country.
4: That's not true. Just Obama's been trying to
3: say that. That's not
0: actually true. My dad told me that. Yeah, your you what? Getting a little sick of this guy. Yeah,
3: yeah
0: I, I'm I'm gonna have to let you go, Jim. I'm sorry, man. Um, <laughs> no, wait a
3: minute, wait a
0: minute,
3: wait a minute. You fucking
4: you. Wait a uh,
0: <laughs> Okay, yeah. you're done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Not, not funny. I, Apparently you're a Jew, Luther. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know. As
1: if that's a bad thing. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm actually, to clarify, I am a, a strict Pastafarian. I guess you could even call me Orthodox. Um, I eat pasta, like, every night. Um, wow. Yeah. What, what are the Pastafarian's tenets or um, doctrine? That pirates are worshipped above regular humans and the lack of pirates in the world cause the hole in the ozone layer and gravity doesn't exist. It's just a theory. Um,
2: so when so the whole pirates versus ninjas debate, they're totally for the pirates? Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. They're the chosen people. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for okay. clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we, uh, our, our lord and savior and creator is uh, the great flying spaghetti monster.
1: Of course. Yes. Of course. Right. Anyway, so... Uh... <laughs> I, were we going to, uh, get back into Will's issue with the, the, uh, the guy who hadn't paid him for his work? I think we have some more yeah, to say about we're that. talking a little
2: bit off yeah. air about that. You had a few more thoughts about that, Stephanie.
1: Yeah, I did. And, um, like we kind of went over, um, what, uh, you could do to try to remind him because basically your situation, if I understood it correctly, was that you did some work for, for this guy, uh, and then. Uh, you thought maybe you'd be doing some more work. So you didn't ask him for payment right away. And then a long time went by like about a year and uh, you didn't bring it up with him and you, but you were still hoping to get paid. And so you're kind of wondering what you should do. Right. And so we kind of discussed, you know, just sending him a, a polite email like, Hey, did you, I just want to remind you in case you forgot, uh, you know, you, you owed me this money cause I did this work for you. And uh, I wanted to talk about what you could do if he refused or if he blew you off. What do you guys think? First of all, Luther, do you have any? Um, uh, I, I for think that?
0: he might have just kind of forgot about it, let it slip his mind. Um, I'm sure if you just you know talk to him about it, he'll probably be accommodating. Uh, it, from what I hear about the situation, that's kind of what it sounds like. I don't uh, know this guy personally, but yeah,
2: I, I'm hoping that it, it. It seems like, from my point of view, probably the only issue would be if because I don't think it, it, it was anything malicious. My right. the only concern I have is if he forgets, well, you know, are you sure that, you know, I didn't pay you? You know, yeah. it's been, you know, I'm I'm surely I must have paid you or something. I, I, you know, if, if yeah. there was a problem, it seems like it would come from that point of view.
1: But if he said that, he could be, um, he could be actually uh, not sure whether you did the work or he could be using that as a tactic to kind of blow you off and stall. And so what do you think? I mean, it, do you have any evidence that you did the work, like pictures of you doing it or that the fact that the work was done or?
2: Well... And, and, well, at the time, there had been several people doing work, yeah. and there was a
1: oh, so people uh, could vouch for you that you that you did it.
2: Uh, yes, that in fact, yeah, yeah. That, that is true. And and there was a board where, um, you know, he he was recording who did what work and how much uh-huh. time. Unfortunately, I didn't take a picture of it. Uh, okay, so, no. but well, the, if he was recording,
1: if he was recording who did what, then maybe right. he. It sounds like he was making a good faith effort to to keep track of it, so right. that everyone could get yeah. uh, compensated. And, and, there,
2: and there was somebody else working at that time.
1: Okay. So you do, I mean, you do have some evidence if, if the guy says, oh no, you never did that work. You, you have some evidence to the contrary, so you could give it, you could give that to him. Um, and so if he blows you off, you know, I, I'd say it doesn't hurt to remind him more than once. And if you, if he still blows you off after several times. But when you say blow um,
0: off, blow off, like he doesn't even respond or doesn't respond or to if your he, email if he or keeps says, telling you like, oh, I'll have the money for you on Thursday. No problem. Yeah, and
1: then it never happens. Yeah. It never Thursday, materializes.
0: One Thursday rolls around after another and, yeah, still no silver.
1: Yeah. I think it's always best to take a sort of a persuasive approach. You know, even if you think uh, he might be, uh, it's possible that he might be blowing you off, you can still give him the benefit of the doubt anyway and just say, Hey, you know, I, everybody's busy. I, you may have forgotten. I'm just wondering, uh, I'd like to have this money because I want to buy this you know, thing for my family or whatever. Or, you know, it's been a while. I want to... Um, I want to make sure that we uh, get these loose ends tied up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll be happy to uh, act as a reference for you, for other people you want to work for you, stuff like that. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah.
2: Now, what if what if he does come at it from the point of view like, oh, are you sure I didn't pay you or, or something like that? Well, how do you uh-huh. think I re- should respond to that?
1: Um, well, I first, if I were you, I would say, um, well, yes, I remember doing this work because this and that. And I think if you talk to this person who was also working with me that day, they'll probably also remember that I was on. Mm -hmm. Um, And if if he doesn't respond to that, then, you know, I don't don't think he'll ask for pictures or any other... Well,
2: no, like if he acknowledges that I did do the work, but is, you know, is questioning whether he actually paid me, like has already paid me or...
1: Oh, I see. Well, I mean, that's a little bit trickier because he may not have a record of having paid you, especially if he paid you in silver or cash or whatever. Right. Um, So... In that case, I think it would just kind of be your word against his. But right. if if you are absolutely sure that he never paid you, yeah, you can tell him that's that. that's something I would remember.
0: Yeah. Yes, I would. I would be sure to get a receipt. Uh, yeah, when or, you when you do get the money. Yeah, if, if you do, which I'm I'm confident you will.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think if he wants um, other people to work for him in the future, then he'll want to keep you happy. I mean, it's not as if you're going to him. It's not as if you you've done this before. Like you've gone to him and gotten paid. Uh, for work that you did and then later gone back and said, oh, I don't think you paid me because like, right. you were trying to get double or something. Yeah. You've never done that. So he has no reason to distrust you. Right. right. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that should be. I a mean, factor. Yeah. And
2: that's a good point. You know, if he values his reputation and you yeah. know, for hiring people, then. Right. I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. Right.
1: And it, Yeah, I mean, at the very last resort, if you think there's no way he's going to pay you if he's been blowing you off for months despite repeated contacts and he's saying, oh, yeah, I'll have it, and he never does, or if he says, oh, yeah, well, I already paid you, or if the excuses just go on and on and on, you have to, I think you just have to say, look, um, I'm sure that I did this work, but I never got paid, and if you aren't going to pay me, then I, I'm going to go public with this and just let people know that you're not a good employer.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. thanks for your advice. Yep. Yep, of you. Course. And good luck to you, Will, on that. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 603 435 We'll get you on the show. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. Uh, please don't be hateful. We've had quite a bit of that tonight. Yeah. What's with that? I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Let's, let's be constructive here. Free Talk Live. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition, coming to you from Keene, New Hampshire. 603 435 1105 is the number. Give that a call. You can talk about whatever you want. And speaking of calls, since callers come first, we got two people on the line. Free Talk Live, who's this? Hey, it's hey. Andy. Hey, how's it going?
4: Hey, what's going on, man? Wanted to talk about religion real fast.
0: All right, go right ahead. Keep it right, civil, um, please. Yeah, we've had enough hatred uh,
1: course,
4: tonight. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's the reason, actually, why I called, because of this last part. I was, I was just really surprised by all the ignorance that's been going on in America in regards to religion. It seems like America is really the last Western stronghold for religion. Would you agree?
1: The last Western uh, stronghold. I
0: be- really couldn't tell you. I mean, uh, for all I know, they could be I mean, zealots you're, in you're Canada.
4: You're religion is very but I mean, in Europe, it's not really a big part of life. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, sure I, I get really what you're
1: different. saying. I, I get what he's saying. Like, uh, there are more people that, who identify as non-religious oh, or atheists oh, actually, in, in yeah, Europe. That is true. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. there are in the U.S. There is more secularism. Yeah, but I mean, it's just statistics. I mean, it's people are individuals. You know, it's hard to. Uh, I I don't like the the large population based uh, statistics because they're not right. representative of mm-hmm. everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah, actually, today I was listening to a, a interview <laughs> Stefan Molyneux was doing with the uh, the uh, thinking atheists, and uh, I can't remember that fellow's name, but he brought up a point, uh, if you go to one church and ask them what the foundations of their beliefs are, they'll tell you something, and then you go down the street to the next church and you ask them what the foundations of their beliefs are, and you keep doing this all day long, you're going to get so many conflicting stories.
4: hmm hmm uh, What was I going to say? Uh, but in on, a so way I
5: that... <laughs> In a way, that might be good.
0: Oh, I think it's great. I mean, it, uh, religion. Sh- well, that's the kind of the point I'm making. Religion should be personal, and it should be individualistic. Right. And you know, obviously, you can't judge an entire group by. Fuck
4: you.
1: Okay.
0: We okay. Should, yeah. See you later. Yeah. So. uh... Well, he started off as sort of. Yeah, I don't know where that came question, from. But yeah. Jeez. Uh, out of nowhere, I think we are getting trolled tonight, guys.
1: Damn, I've never been trolled before. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I probably have. Yeah. Is that when you have hit the big time? <laughs> I guess so.
0: <laughs> people. Uh, okay. Well, we'll try one more call. Uh, well, we'll try every call. But uh, free
6: talk live. Who's this? Hi, this is Matt from Illinois.
0: Hey, how's hey. it going? I don't think good. A, troll. Uh, a, a good call. Are you a troll? <laughs>
6: yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a troll. No, but I, I do believe you guys church? are getting getting a lot of calls from uh, ignorant people tonight.
0: Yeah, I don't know what is that's they, about.
1: Yeah, why do people think I'm that's bad. funny? I don't. It's just. Lame.
0: It's, yeah. It's Maybe they're lame. lonely.
2: That's that's uh, quite a possibility. Could
6: be that they're just young. You know, it's the new uh, it's the new way to do the prank phone calls. Did you do prank phone calls when you were, like, in junior high school?
0: Uh, no, but my refrigerator always seemed to be running.
6: Yeah, it was your refrigerator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you better catch
1: it. Exactly. <laughs> right.
6: Um, I wanted to address a couple of things. First, of all, I'd like to address what uh, what David from New Hampshire was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he, he, he had a little bit of, of misinformation there. Actually, back before uh, um, before the Federal Reserve and the Great Depression, there there was a French writer who came over to America. I, I wish I could remember his name. I can't. He'll have to look it up himself. But, you know, he seems like an intelligent individual that can go ahead and, and do this research. Mm-hmm. And, and this French individual wrote how surprised he was at the generosity of the americans when um back in the uh, late 1800s early 1900s when uh, the free market was really at its peak in this country
0: yeah i i'd have to say that uh uh prosperity uh will breed uh charity like that
6: yep exactly and then uh
0: you don't you remember know, what his google, name was no All right. uh, so uh, I did. uh yeah i guess just google French writer in America, praising,
6: <laughs> praising charity in America or something yeah, like yeah. that. But yeah, look uh, up some keywords. He was very, imp- he was b- very impressed by the uh, uh, the generosity of Americans around the turn of the century, around mm-hmm. the turn of the around 1900. Hmm. And then uh, this, this the Zimbabwe uh, thing. This this gentleman who called about Zimbabwe. I don't know if he was a troll or not.
1: That but was hard to tell. That was yeah. like a borderline kind of call. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I had to I, say I could have sworn he was. His voice sounded remarkably like that last caller. I don't know. Like it, the one
1: about
3: yeah, the, been, the.
2: Yeah, that dropped the f bomb right at the end. Huh. I don't know. Right. Yeah, you even said that. Yeah.
3: He he
6: seemed very very prejudiced, and uh, there's a reason why if he was actually kicked out by this president, if that was a true story, then he's got a personal reason, a a personal vendetta to be prejudiced, but his attitude kind of revolves around an attitude that Europeans, now I'm collectivizing, but the the European monarchies seem to have, when they were uh, creating all these empires, a a, a very disdain for, um, for indigenous peoples. And indigenous peoples have a lot to teach
0: everybody. Well, I, I'd say uh, everybody has a lot to teach everybody. Yeah, but especially right. these peoples
1: exactly. were getting getting kind of stepped on by the colonialists oh, yeah, and they were yeah. getting, you know,
6: yeah.
1: marginalized. Right. and that's
6: what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, I don't like to collectivize either, but it's kind of hard not to in, in a case like this.
1: Well, no, you said the monarchies and, and the governments, you differentiated between the, the mm-hmm. political class and the everybody Yeah,
0: you didn't general. say the English. Right.
6: Right, right, and if if people had just would have just listened and you know sometimes individuals did but if people would have just listened and tried to get along with the indigenous people, there there probably would have been some other kind of, uh, of way you could have done business with these people without going to war with them and destroying them. Yeah, in a lot of ways that you know that reminds me of. What the Americans did to the uh, to the American Indians, uh, what the colonial Americans did to the American Indians, and it's sad. It's sad that that we had to go through that period,
3: uh,
0: and
6: yeah. I think Zimbabwe was was kind of similar.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's sad to see it turned around. If it's true that they're just kicking white people out of their homes, I mean, that's equally as uh, evil, I'd say.
1: Yeah, right. but we don't Iran even know if that was tr- right. right did you see anything on wikipedia about that Uh, i didn't
0: have time i just kind of skimmed i wanted to verify his claim because i know that there have been civilizations in africa like when uh you know uh europeans were still hunters gatherers or even just small agricultural societies right
1: um well yeah where the where the government uh, you know colonialists have come and like kicked people off the land right? right
0: there was this this sort of mentality that since they since they were powerful and mighty and had christianity that they were Better than others, right? Yeah, which right. is not that's, true. Yeah,
6: and that's the attitude that the the, the uh empirical governments get is that they're at, they're better than the uh, the indigenous populations, and it's it's very sad. I I'm, I would think that by this time in our in, in human history, we would have gotten over that, but it still seems to be a prevailing attitude in a lot of places.
3: Yeah, yeah. we can just
1: keep talking about it and hope that, you know, people do get over those ideas that certain people are less than others because of the color of their skin or whatever the, their lifestyle or how they live or anything like that. Nothing gives gives uh one person uh power over another person, you know, just simply because they have a different appearance or lifestyle. That's ridiculous.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I would hope that when individual rights are finally recognized as as highly as they should be by everybody that this kind of thing stops,
0: yep i agree with but you anything else still on your got mind a long way to go anything else on your mind tonight matt
6: no i I hope that the uh I hope that the trolls leave you alone from here on out
0: me
3: Thank too you. thanks
6: matt <laughs> although although i gotta say I think that maybe that means that you're getting to
0: them. who knows <laughs> should we tell me I, I I think they just have nothing better to do, yeah.
1: We that should tell be? them that uh, our our big brother is going to be crossing the bridge in a couple minutes, and they should leave us alone, right? Isn't that the, uh, the three billy goats girl? All
0: right. Thanks for your call tonight, Matt. All right. Uh, that, I feel that's a good way to segue into something else we wanted to talk about tonight, guys, uh-huh. and that's um, the schism. Oh, yeah. And how... Uh, <laughs>
1: Talking about people uh, who the think the The reason yeah. I'm
0: making this connection that seems like a jump is because... Uh, here in Keene, uh, some locals have been judging all Free Staters based on the actions of a few. Uh-huh. And I can't say that's any more right. Um, yep. As uh, the great, late great Bo Diddley said, you can't judge honey by looking at the bee. So more Indeed. coming up. This is Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. We'll be taking your calls. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition, coming to you from Key, New Hampshire, 603-435-1105. This is Luther. And Will. And Stephanie. And we have a caller on the line Uh, here at Free Talk Live. You can call about anything you want, and callers come first. Free Talk Live, who is this? Hey, David. Hey, hey, David, what's on your mind?
4: Fucking niggas.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we will be, Yeah. (laughs) When, when I was a kid, we had much, much cooler pranks than this, I have to say. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not really an ageist, but the new generation seems to be kind of lacking in imagination and creativity.
1: Yeah. I like puns. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys like? So, uh, <laughs> needless jokes. to
0: say, from now on, we'll be, uh, we'll be screening our phone calls a little more closely. Um, so
1: Okay. Well, uh, we were going to talk about the schism, right?
0: Yes, we are going to talk about the schism. Um, Sweet. Sweet. The schism, as it's called, rather ominously, is uh, something that happens here in the free within the Free State Project here in New Hampshire between uh, mostly in-the-system activists and out-of-the-system activists. Um, I believe the main issues are uh, tactics.
1: Well, what do you mean by when you say in-the-system or out-of-the-system? Well,
0: uh, that's a very generalization, but yeah. uh, pol- the people who want to do more political action opposed to the civil disobedience uh, right. types.
1: Right. And... As an aside, like, I almost look at uh, activism tactics as like a three-legged, uh, uh, like a triangle kind of. Mm-hmm. There's like the political activists, and then there's the, you know, civil disobedience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's uh, kind of outreach and education. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't necessarily put uh, outreach in, in any of those, uh, in, in the political category or the uh, right. it's civil its own disc thing. category. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. And
0: media definitely falls under that.
1: Yeah. And then there's... Then there's the people who do stuff in the courts, which can come from civil disobedience, or it could, I guess, some people may consider that in the system because they're using the system against the system, right? Yeah. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, Very very general terms, um, you know, pretty broad. um, But the... where were we going to go? Right I'm sorry. It's been I'm a, sorry. it's been a long day. I asked you of... to
1: uh, define uh you know the the political versus the civil dis. Yes. uh and that that's what you've defined as the schism, right? Yes, so, that's what it seems to be. Yeah. So the, this the schism is is what like people uh criticizing each other's uh tactics for activism?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, and this did, is did kind you of a, a say t- something well.
2: Okay. Oh, well, it, my experience with it I, I had kind of thought that it was something that was just existed in the forums and didn't really exist yeah, so much actually, in real life. That's a that's a great point to make. But it's... until recently when um I was at somebody's moving party and it actually came up in real life conversation, which uh-huh. is really the first time that's happened with me. You know, uh-huh. people I mean they were talking about some of the keen activism and I don't know, I guess they were and, and it's interesting, like one one thing I try to get away from in my life is is, you know, using collectivizing people and yes and, yeah. and, I do too. and and some people when trying to do that also collectivize the other side as well it's kind of hard <laughs> to get away from oh they're but,
1: collectivizing us yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hypocrisy inherent right. in that statement exactly
2: but um so so they, they they seem to be collectivizing you know some of the keen activism as being i guess immature and you know doing kinds of activism that they don't necessarily think is the most effective. Right. uh uh-huh. But, so, so, well, so first of all, that was the first time, it kind of struck me that that was really the first time that it happened to me outside of just the forum stuff. Yeah. You know, I thought it right. was more just a forum schism. Um, but.
1: And so what, well, what was the context in which that came up? You said you are at a moving party?
2: Yeah, I was at a moving party. And, you know, again. we're just kind of hanging out, you yep. know, and uh, waiting to do something next. and. Uh-huh the conversation came up. I don't remember exactly what it was about in Keen, but I guess one thing that strikes me about that kind of, the schism, is just the idea that people are complaining. I mean, it's one thing to make constructive criticism. If you're going to do that, you should should do it directly
0: to the people that you're... That is, uh, that's actually my biggest complaint about the complainers, they complain. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, um, well... I, i've received you know i've heard people say stuff in passing to other people you know like oh the the keen or like don't go to keen because they'll just do this or don't go to keen because they're like this and i usually stand up at that point and i say well hey i'm from Keene and i'm not necessarily like that i don't like bullhorns you know uh uh uh-huh. how can you make such a broad statement and they say well i find that it's more or less the uh uh the uh it's not the exception it's pretty much the rule is what they say and The irony being that they don't live in Keene. They don't interact with these people every day. And I do. Right. They're just hearing the news stories about the right. They get the coverage. Yeah. Essentially. They're they're falling into the uh, rumor mill just as much as, you know, anyone outside of the movement might do. Well, sorry, I finished. No, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I mean, uh, for one thing, there's uh, if their goal, if someone's goal in criticizing someone else's activism is to get that person to do uh, what they want, mm-hmm. right? If their goal is to change someone's behavior, then they're not going to be effective in changing that person's behavior unless they say they phrase their uh, request in a certain way right. and say, you know, you have to, just like we love persuasion in our lives, like we don't want to force people to do anything. We don't want to use the government to try to get people to behave in the way that we want, even if we think it might be healthier for them or better for them in some way. Mm-hmm. We don't want to force people to save money for their retirement, Right. By social security. We don't want to force people to buy health insurance. So why would it be any different with activism? I mean, we sh- we need to persuade anyone who wants to change someone else's tactics needs to persuade them. And, but you know, there are many different ways that you could persuade someone. But some of the critique that I've seen is is very nasty. I mean, it's basically just uh, sort of an ad hominem kind of. Uh, yeah, kind
0: I of see stuff. a whole lot of that, a lot of just bickering on the forums. Uh, yeah. A whole lot of waste but, of yeah. time.
1: I think one of the most uh, effective ways to to kind of persuade people is to make them think that it's their idea, like whatever you want them to do. <laughs> that, <that's laughs> I think that's point. called
0: manipulation. But,
1: uh... You can call it whatever you want, but <laughs> it works. I'm going to call works. it manipulation.
0: <laughs> um, I think a great way to do it is to lead by example. Um, if you're not happy with the way activism's going, uh, yes. set up uh, new activism that'll be something that's popular that will kind of overshadow the bad. Uh, you know, show that. Show the right way to do things. I tried to do this with the flea market. I'm going to try again to do this with the flea market um, uh-huh. in a couple of weeks, hopefully. So
1: yeah, I think that's true. If you're doing stuff that uh, interests people and excites them mm-hmm. about uh, what you're doing, then they'll naturally want to want to emulate you or yeah. inspire them. And,
0: and yeah. while I think I think a lot of the civil dis- disobedience that's been going on, it has great great points behind it. I, I can always get behind the principle behind their activism, not necessarily how they carry it out. I'm not a fan of chanting for one uh bullhorns uh-huh. you know i it's kind of an invasion of space i mean you yep. can't turn off your ears the way you could turn your head you know to look at the other way if it was just a sign yeah plus they're just wicked annoying
1: uh-huh well have you um so have you ever told anyone your feelings about bullhorns yep. until now how have you said it what have you said
0: uh I'm usually pretty kind about it i just you know like i'm talking to my friends you know oh yeah i'm just not a fan of bull- uh, bullhorns i think they do more harm than Good. I just try to get my points across very civilly. And, uh-huh.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean I like I like the tone. Yeah, and,
0: and offer stuff. offer uh, you know, alternatives like offer what alternatives, you can do instead.
1: Yeah. yeah, so what what did you offer as an alternative? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> what about asking them questions? I like that approach a lot. Oh, I love lot. asking questions. Yeah. Like um do you think if you were someone who had never heard a bullhorn before you might be a little bit annoyed or off yeah, put by it. Yeah.
0: They certainly can be used in a good way, but uh I haven't seen it yet in New Hampshire, I have to be honest. Uh-huh. More okay. coming up. This is Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. We're taking your calls about anything. Almost anything. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition of the show. is the number you can call in and talk about anything you want. This is Luther and Will and Stephanie. And we right now are currently discussing the schism, uh, which occurs here in New Hampshire. It's sort of a time-honored tradition now, going back many, many years with deep cultural roots. Uh, And basically, it's just a lot of bickering uh, between tactics, a whole lot of complaining on both sides, I have to say. Uh, Not a lot of constructive criticism. Uh, Your guys' thoughts? Well, I had a a
2: specific conversation that I recalled with somebody um, relating to some kind of complaining and sort of hand-wringing, I guess, which which it seems to me like is a lot of what the the non-constructive criticism is. Um, He was complaining about something, I think it was during one of the nightcaps, when you know there was the police came in and and Mm -hmm. were aggressing against the people for open containers yeah, or whatever
0: and i didn't actually watch the video but apparently there were a lot of people yelling at the cops well it it was more or less just a bunch of people trying to talk at once Mm -hmm. which is obviously going to be hard Mm -hmm. especially if you're drinking i mean you know i know i get a little louder when i'm drunk sometimes Mm -hmm. um So,
1: So Were you there that particular day? I wasn't there that
0: particular night. I did see the video, though, and it seemed like it was just a lot of people trying to talk at once. Right. So so
2: he was, I guess, um, complaining about the fact that, you know, it seemed like people were yelling at the cops. And he almost seemed to be indicating that it should be the people's, you know, that that wasn't very constructive, which I agree with him, but that it should be the people organizing it, like their responsibility to get everybody on the same page in terms of, you know, there should be only one person talking to the cops at once, which, you know, good luck with that. (laughs) You can actually go about doing that. Right.
1: Although I, I kind of, um, yes, it's impossible to uh, control a crowd of people. I totally agree with that. And it's a, it's a decentralized uh, movement and an event by itself, you know, so everyone's kind of doing their own thing. But at the same time, um, I've been at, uh, events like that before where, um, you know, things get, a little heated and people start to yell and someone will speak up and say uh like i think uh, I, i'm thinking of one person in particular who did this at the, the nashua uh 420 and one person will kind of speak up and say hey guys like tone it down you know or, yeah. or, or hey guys like be civil or let's let's be peaceful or you know stuff yeah like that. And,
0: and that can be helpful i mean that yeah. people will think about what they're doing at that moment and kind of cool it down a bit
1: yes and Which- and actually like you said Luther too. Um, I remember uh, there was one instance. Uh, I think I was I was down in Keene for some reason that at at one of the nightcaps, and there were uh, there were some people that had left uh, some trash around. Mm-hmm. Um, not you know not maliciously or anything; they just probably right. just forgot. And so I remember uh, someone said, "Hey guys, like um, just you know pick up a piece of, a piece of trash before you leave." And, oh yeah, and people did it. And yeah, that's usually said at yeah.
0: the four twenties as well. I mean, that yeah. park's kept really clean.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a good thing. I mean, you don't have to criticize someone's tactics or uh attack them personally you just you just kind of hey you know put it put that out there like what yeah. be the change you want to see in the world right yeah gandhi yeah uh,
0: yeah i've never heard of uh constructive complaining
1: yeah although you know i mean i have to s- sort of take issue with something you said before luther about um uh that that most of the schism is just bickering and it's not really constructive
0: uh, and that's just my perspective on yeah. it i mean i i try not to get into it because mm-hmm. uh i'm it's probably what you see or like what, oh yeah what stands out Just to you a little bit i've seen has been been a lot of that um some hate letters written about kenyacs um and back and forth you know name calling calling them status calling us you know children losers uh all kinds of stuff so
1: yeah, yeah. and i could totally see like how you would feel that way because mm-hmm. like the worst parts of it tend to stand out although yeah. i have seen some examples that you know that might be considered constructive you know people giving suggestions and suggesting alternatives like yeah. for instance i think uh uh, the person that sticks out of my mind, who who I've seen do this, is Dale. Uh, like he's, yeah. I remember him saying something in particular about maybe about a bullhorn or about some some tactic or something yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, Dale and I have talked about bullhorns before too.
1: Yeah, and and so I mean, some of it is is constructive, and also mm-hmm. like the whole concept of um, of discussing tactics. I think it's it's worthwhile. I don't think it's just yeah. bickering or fighting. I mean, I think it's really important to some people. You know, they picked up their lives and moved here. Uh, to New Hampshire to get active for freedom, and you know they have definite strong views on uh on how they want that to be accomplished or how they think it would be best accomplished and in reality, nobody knows, but people have opinions and they have reasons to back them up and so I don't think it's pointless to talk about that stuff, even though sometimes mm-hmm. it can kind of escalate into a conflict. I think it's worthwhile to sort of you know, get, get ideas out there about what might be the most effective way to get freedom in our lifetime. Oh, certainly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah.
2: I definitely agree with that. And something kind of related to that is the idea of, if you're going to do some kind of activism, have a specific intention in mind for it. Yeah. I, I think one of the complaints, and th- this is probably one of the more reasonable complaints, if you want to put it that way, uh-huh. is, you know, a lot, some people say that, you know, people are just doing this activism and not really thinking about, or I guess from their point of view, they they think that they're not really, they don't have a specific goal in mind or, or you know, it's just not thought through. Yeah. and and oh, the know, consequences. Right, the consequences or, or what they want to actually accomplish right. by doing that activism. Um, and I definitely think, you know, anything you do in life, it's, it's going to be more effective if you have a specific intention in mind.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, define your goals very clearly. Like, uh, if I'm going to participate in this protest, what do I want to accomplish from that? Mm-hmm. Right. Do I want to... Uh, and what are going to be maybe some unintended consequences? You can think about it like that. Like if I if I do this uh specific type of activism, whatever it may be, um, will it accomplish my goal and what else will it accomplish at the same time?
0: And would Or possibly. Yeah, and am I willing to accept that if that happens? Right. Yeah. Right. I see I see quite a bit of uh people will say, Well, it was a win, or no, it wasn't a win because of this, you know, and yes. something as subjective as that. I mean, Obviously, everybody's going to have different goals going into it, Mm -hmm. and so they're going to uh, rate it on at various degrees on how successful it was or not. Yeah, like it
1: might be a win for one person because their goal was to get arrested that day and bring one more court case that will clog up the system. Right, or maybe they challenge a bad law in court or something. Yeah, or maybe
0: they talk to somebody who's outside of the movement and they got them uh, interested. Right, right. And And for another
1: person, they may view that as not a win because they got arrested and because they, you know, had some personal. harm or we're put in a cage you know and so it, right. it's it's kind of individual
2: right it, yeah. it could yeah in a lot of cases it could be just a difference in um intentions or, or you know what people want to get out of things like you know i, I kind of what you guys were talking about then you know some one person going into it might think a certain activism was a win because they might encourage more people to move to keene or just to new hampshire in general because right. of it you know because of people getting arrested but somebody else Um, maybe from a more political mindset, maybe not. I mean, that could be generalizing. Uh Might think it was, you know, a loss because, oh, you know, you turned all these locals, you know, all these natives off from it. You know, from, you know, what you're trying to do. That's
0: not entirely true. I mean, at Social Sundays today, there was three natives, Nick, Tim, and Warren. I mean, they they all grew up here in New Hampshire. Uh, Two of them out in Peterborough, one of them here in Keene. I mean, uh, Heike Corsa... Horse or, excuse me a new activist, uh, she's a local you know oh sure no involved. no I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah it's definitely there's specific cases, but these oh, yeah.
2: people it, it's almost like playing the statistics like they have an idea that doing a certain thing is going to turn off a certain segment of the population and it's more detrimental than than positive and really I don't know that they have any evidence to back that up. It's just, yeah. I guess, what what they think, yeah. you know, is the right thing to do. Well, right.
1: Because it, like Bastiat said, it's the seen and the unseen, right? Yeah, it like,
0: seems to me, like, just from, again, what I've been able to observe, that the haters are a little more outspoken than the people who, who would support various types of activism.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I I guess that <laughs> may be true.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's just what I've seen.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, these discussions are going to get heated because people have strong opinions and nobody knows the real answer, right? And so, Because how could you know? And this has never been tried before. A lot of these things are new. That's That's a great
2: point. I I, I try to bring that. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, Another aspect of it is the idea that people think they know what's the best way, you know, to like, you know, if I could control all the liberty activists and and have them do this one thing, then we'll achieve liberty. Well, really? Do do you really think that that's going to you know work out like are, are you really that vain and, and think that your <laughs> ideas are so great i mean yeah that, that's i mean just for the reason why the free market works you know a free market and activism is just as good because you know the people that that resonate the certain types of activism that people resonate with
0: will be the most popular it right seems. the
1: market will decide right yeah, i yep. agree with you yep
0: Alright, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition with Luther, Will, and Stephanie. 603 435 1105 is the number. You can call in about anything you want. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition. 603-435-1105 is the number tonight. You can call in and talk about anything you want. This is Luther. And Will. And Stephanie. And we are currently talking about uh, a little something called the schism. uh, uh, And just in general uh, ways to uh, confront maybe types of activism you don't think are necessarily good or constructive or effective. um, And how to uh, to maybe settle those disputes a little better. Um,
1: Yeah, persuade people, change their minds, I guess.
0: Yeah.
2: I like what you said earlier, Stephanie, about um, it, it being about persuasion, you know, just like... You yeah, know, like everything. Yeah, yeah. that's a great persuasion. way to approach it. Yeah. But and yet and it's not people, like we're using force on other people to try to get them to see well, our point but of view. Maybe right.
1: intimidation or, you know, yeah. something, embarrassment or ostracism, like too fast, right? right. I, I see stuff like ostracism and uh, uh, embarrassment and uh, those kind of tactics as a last resort when you absolutely cannot persuade someone to do something and you decide that you still want to go and and take it even further and not just let it go right um i would see i would say ostracism i guess is sort of a last resort it's it's not something you want to do but uh but yeah i think people kind of jump the gun a and little it's bit it's a very things.
0: powerful um uh, method of uh you know
1: it 's powerful if people agree with you i mean if yeah. you're if you're ostracizing someone and you 're the only one who's ostracizing well <laughs> well then
0: at least you don 't have to uh interact with them
1: yeah and I, that's that 's a benefit to you sure but, i, I don
0: 't know that ostracism
2: would even work with this kind of dispute if that 's what you want to call it, because you know the people that that's like the kind of activism they're doing probably Mm -hmm. have enough other people around them that like that, that they probably wouldn't necessarily care what the people They might not even know that the people are ostracizing them. Right. So I don't, I don't see that that wouldn't necessarily even be that effective with this kind of dispute.
1: Yeah. Do you think, do you guys think that, uh, perhaps some of the, the more hardcore, uh, political activists, uh, ostracize uh, the civil disobedience or vice versa like the civil disobedient people ostracize
0: the minarchists uh, i'm sure some individuals have done that um i yeah. it, it seems like there's been some pretty public ostracism i, I mean i know. i have plenty of friends who are political activists and i'm not an mm-hmm. in the system activist myself yeah um, i'm far more interested in agorism and you know making money
1: uh yeah well probably some of that uh, comes from working together on projects, right? Because if you're if you're interested in the same uh, well, type of activism, not even
0: that. I mean, I I helped Nick Ryder when he was running for city council. I passed out flyers. I went door to door. I mean, for him, uh, just to support him. Uh uh-huh. Um. I plan to do the same for Andrew Carroll. I mean, I I have no interest in running for office or even voting, but yeah, uh, I'll help him out. You know, I'll help him get the word out. I want them to win. You know, I I trust these guys. I just uh uh-huh. Don't don't I I don't feel voting has enough of a direct effect that it's on on a local level yes but uh uh obviously i think it's a good idea to have freedom lovers in office opposed to fascists yep um but uh it's not something i'm going to invest my time in basically
1: right yeah and i c- i can understand that the
0: voting aspect yeah um,
1: mm. but i mean do you guys think that uh, uh... I notice there are sort of uh, maybe some some social kind of I w- I don't want to say clicks, but s- people tend to associate more with people who they they work on projects with and right. who they feel most ideologically similar to. Um, well, and- that's
0: that's naturally going to happen. I mean, yeah, but where does it? Are there really any black lines where a group starts and ends? I mean, does it, is it more no, like yeah. a mesh?
1: No, not at all. Yeah, um, but I do kind of notice that a little bit. But I I wonder why. I wonder if it's because like. Strictly because of ideology, the people who do politics uh, want to befriend and hang out with each other, mm-hmm. or is it because they're just together more because they're working on political projects together? Or you know, you could say the same thing about the kind of civil disobedience people. Mm. Hey, you go to jail with someone; they're going to be you feel closer to them, right? Right. That's, so that's a good question. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, and we actually we have a caller who wants to talk about this schism. Uh, Renegade, are you there? Hello. Go in once. Uh, okay, well, hopefully he'll call back. Um, uh, let's go to David and Keen. Hello. Hello?
7: Yeah, can you hear me?
0: Okay, there you are.
7: Okay. okay. Yeah, so uh, what I wanted to chime in was uh, about this whole debate about inside the system activism versus the outside the system activism is what would Gandhi say? You know, uh, what would he think about both of these options?
1: Mm-hmm. What now, do you think he would say?
7: Uh, I mean, I've actually read his stuff, and he's written a huge amount of stuff about this, this issue. And essentially, what his biggest conclusion was, that you cannot use wrong means to achieve right ends. Essentially, That, that means your ends must match your means to use to uh, achieve those ends if you want to have a long-term you know, if you want, if you want those ends to be, to be there in long term, for example, you cannot rape a woman if you want to achieve her long-run, you know, affection and love. Right. You uh-huh. must seduce her. Right. If you, wa- you want to possess a watch, for, this, is a, this is an actual example from Gandhi, that if you want to have a watch in your possession for long run, you must acquire it rightfully. That means everyone must acknowledge that you own it rightfully rather than if you stole it from someone. So what his point was, and he got, like, you know, he used to believe in both these things, like, you know, uh, we want to achieve independence, so whichever way works is good. But then he got massively burned by the the inside-the-system activism. So Mm -hmm. his conclusion in the later years, I mean, if you you look in his earlier life, you may not find the same thing, but in the later part, his conclusion was that you cannot use violence and voting, essentially, as violence. You cannot use voting to achieve the right end. If they give you an option to vote for yes or no, or, you know, right or wrong, or truth or lies, or, you know, liberty versus tyranny, do not vote. Because the moment you take part in that option, the moment you try to take an option, you lose because you try to use a violent means to achieve a nonviolent end.
3: Yeah, and I can what, totally uh, that's
7: understand. What, that's what, uh, what I want to say. Because the biggest, biggest, you know, the the biggest argument in this case is that if you vote yes this time there's always going to be a next round and then there's going to always going to be a next round until you eliminate the whole process of voting you're not going to get uh, peace and liberty in long run
0: right
1: yeah and often voting can be a false choice too you mm-hmm. know you
7: get exactly, exactly yeah exactly. voting
0: for the lesser of two evils yeah
7: yeah so well, what i believe is this this whole uh, debate is actually uh, the, the inside-the-system activism versus the outside-the-system activism is a, is, is a contradiction. Uh, it, both these things are standing against each other. And you may not realize it now, but I see a major split coming in the coming time between the two, these two sides. And because the inside-the-system activists are always going to complain that the outside-the-system activists are bringing them down or just from their image, or something like that.
2: Yeah, and that seems to be buried out about in, in actually our
7: but yeah. experience. Inside this, uh, but I've these, even heard... The, uh, right, right.
0: There. Yeah, I've even heard some people say, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I've even heard some people say that it's, the divide's already happened, and that yeah, it's, it's yeah. too late. We're beyond the point of no return. <laughs>
7: exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing we, any outside-the-system activism can do that does not harm the inside-the-system people. So what I believe is, that if you, if you uh, what I believe is that if you want to, you should not bother yourself keeping with, you know, with these inside the system activists. This is, this is a split which you cannot stop. That's what I think. And what I think is that the inside the system activism is not something which will, which, which is compatible with the ends you want to achieve. Just look at Somalia, they got mm. their, uh, you know, they got rid of their government through violence. And now they don't have any peace. Nope. The whole system has fallen apart in violence. Yeah, right, I it's, agree it's with not, you.
1: There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Right? Very
2: good point. Yes. Yeah. And it kind of related right. that. It's not, I mean, doing the inside of the system activism is not really striking at the root of what the issue is. I mean, the issue is the coercion of government itself, not, you know, what. Not how much government.
1: coercion there should be. Right. You know, there should be a little coercion or a little more coercion. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to agree with that.
0: Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts tonight, Renegade? I oh, know. No, that's good. All right. Well, thanks well, for sad. your call. Thank you. Very informative. Uh, some good information in that. I feel. Yeah. Definitely. I, I
1: definitely liked what he was saying about the um, the ends have to be com- the means have to be compatible with the ends.
0: Yes. Yeah. The means are the ends. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, absolutely.
0: All right. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? If not, I have a story we can go to. Well, just one thing that that occurred to me um, while I was listening to
2: Renegade talking there is. Um, like do you think the fact that we're talking about the schism is that actually making the schism more real? Is it causing <laughs> it to grow? Are, are we creating the, the news or are uh, we just reporting I, on the news? <laughs> I
1: don't think so. I mean I think I think it's a real issue. Uh I I kind of disagree when some people say it's it's just just a forum thing. I mean, because yeah. Yeah, it's right but now, it's, definitely not it's just manifested a
0: itself outside of the forums. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it's it's not limited to there. Maybe, maybe it's discussed mostly there, but it's 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 real. And I don't think we're you know doing much by talking about it other than just letting people know. But, yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Yep. Well, Free Talk Live. More coming up. Uh, what's your take on the schism? Uh, maybe maybe you think uh, the outside of the schism activists are doing terrible things. You should call in and let us know. 603-435-1105. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition, coming to you live from Keene, New Hampshire, 603-435-1105. This is Luther and Will.
1: And Stephanie.
0: And I'd like to start at the top, of the top of the hour with a little word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the interwebs. Yes, this is so cool. Did you know there are smart folks all over the world who need, uh, <laughs> who need to meet you? Why? Well, if you're from an English-speaking country, then check out english.freetalklive.com right this very second to find out. If you're listening to this podcast, then pause it, pause it right now and check out the site. Go to english.freetalklive.com and discover how to create your own online business. All you need to get started is the ebook, the internet, Skype, a webcam, and a microphone. What what an inexpensive way to become your own boss uh, that oversees a rewarding and challenging job that requires your unique creativity and passion? Pause the podcast and visit english.freetalklive.com right now. Yeah, so, guys, it's been an interesting show so far. Uh, mm-hmm. Two hours uh, we've had uh, well, we've covered quite a few ground. I mean, we've covered uh, everything from racism and prank callers to uh,
1: <laughs> we didn't really want to cover that. No, No. <laughs>
0: But uh, unfortunately, they can call in and uh, talk about whatever they want. Uh, so uh, we talked about the schism quite a bit this last hour. Um, And uh, next, uh, we have some callers on the line. So sounds you guys good. Let's get to, get get to it. All yeah. right. This is Surreal calling in. How you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. Hey, Surreal. Uh, sounds hey. like you might want to yes, turn your radio down a little bit.
8: Sure. Let me do a little switching here. Sure. Still here, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. Surreal. Where are you calling oh. from?
8: I'm calling from any club. As you're
1: always, he always calls from any club.
2: <laughs>
8: <laughs> it's the hottest club. You know why? Because you're, you're in, in it. it.
2: <laughs> is that yeah, like now? Is that so like the any key? On, is that like the any key on a computer?
8: Definitely <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, wanted to thank you. You uh, heard you coming to my defense a little bit. Some of the gentlemen there were a little confused about what I was trying to say about how to properly love a woman.
3: Yeah, no and, problem. Uh,
8: that, is, that is very cool of you. And you, you kind of get it, I think.
1: Yes, I get it. I, I get what you're saying. I'm not going to uh, accuse you of being a misogynist. Can we give a quick recap for those who... Sure, go are right just turning ahead. In I mean, or...
0: I have no idea what you guys are talking about.
1: So. Oh, okay. So surreal uh, had called in a while ago with, uh, I, I believe it was... Well, it started when Mark read a, a list of 10 things that uh, people should know about men. Men's brains or something. Romale brain, mm-hmm. yeah. And so surreal responded by by calling in with ten things that people should know about women, and uh, there were things that uh, I mean, I guess it, surreal. Why don't you tell uh, sure. some of the stuff that you said?
8: It was it's sometimes counterintuitive, especially for men, uh, and ironically for women, uh, the kind of things women will never admit. That was my list: ten things about women that they will never admit, or. They won't admit readily unless you're in bed with them and then say, yes, I do love this, <laughs> for example.
1: Well, you said that they wouldn't admit them, sorry to interrupt, but you said you would, they wouldn't admit unless they were highly confident and that they you know, didn't have hang-ups about having to be uh, demure and, and stuff like that. So, right? is that right?
8: That's part of it too, yes. Yeah. And of course, when you have just got done talking dirty to her and she's had three orgasms, she will finally admit, God, I love it when you talk dirty to me. But that's one of them, for example. Women love dirty talk. Uh, the other one was women love to be effed as a difference from being made love to. And there's a difference, of course. Right. Um, so these are some of the things that I had brought up, and there was some...
2: Now, you know, now is as your casual. assertion that, that all women love these things, or just in, in your experience, or just in no, general?
8: It's, it's pretty damn universal. Um, and, of course, you're and,
1: talking about consensual, right? I mean, you're talking oh, about a woman that you're, <laughs> that you're I hope dating. So. I mean,
3: I...
8: <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And when I say effed, you know, that's really the best way to describe it. But it's being very manly and taking her, taking her...
0: Ravishing her. Ravishing her. her. <laughs> yes.
8: And yeah, you're just... Like said, you're
1: talking about passion, yeah. which is... There's nothing wrong with right. that. Yeah.
8: Yeah, and it's, it's interesting. You come from a position of... I want you so bad, and I, the male, am overwhelmed with your beauty and sexuality, and I have to have you. And she then is overwhelmed with your forcefulness. Again, not forcing her, but your your masculinity that makes her feel very feminine. Yeah, it's a to take charge naked.
1: kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. right. Yeah, I get it. I get uh, what, you're, what you're saying.
8: Yeah, so I was just curious if on your show, which I have yet to listen to, if you had any chance to dole out. Any kind of advice like this?
1: Uh, I have not had a chance to uh, dole out advice specifically like the one that you gave—the ten reasons that, uh, or the ten things that you know nobody knows about women. Uh, if you'd like sure. to come on, you should email me at stephanie@porktherapy.com, and you can uh, give it yourself, and we can uh, discuss oh. that. <laughs>
8: That'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then I, want, I wonder if you remember the gentleman who called up and was sort of laughing at Surreal's. Uh, my my fake name, for example, my
1: was that actually uh, uh, Ian and Mark, or I, I don't. There was a
8: caller recall. after him. Uh, it okay. was a caller, right? Okay. And and he, he, I I do not begrudge him anything because he brings up very good points that are hard to understand for guys who are naturals. And he actually said, "Hey, I'm really good with women. You don't have to do this stuff."
2: I think he self described <laughs> as a jerk. That he was kind of a jerk uh-huh. with women. Hmm.
8: Is probably why he's good with women and i say that only because women like bad boys they don't like a-holes they like bad boys so if you can find a way of being a bad boy the good parts that they like the forcefulness the manliness the passion the sexuality without being a dickhead then you're you know you got it made
1: yeah you know like if i could just jump in i i don't think uh anybody really finds it attractive when uh, someone who's pursuing them is like a doormat and just lets their self be, you know, walked all over and used and nope. and uh, put in a position of, uh, of, uh, of submission, I guess you could say.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And, and just, you know, like my biggest thing is when I'll meet someone and she'll just want to agree with everything I say or if I ask her opinion about something, oh, I don't know, what do you want to do? You know, that sort of thing. That, yeah, that's kind of lame. Well, <laughs> have an opinion, sure. assert yourself. Uh,
8: well, especially for men. Uh, women really like it when men take, uh, have opinions, have mm-hmm. a passion besides it, their job, and and when you say, "What do you want?" When she says, "Where are we going to go tonight?" Never say, "I don't know." Where do you want to go? Have a plan. It, it just makes you seem that much more of a man, like you're in control. And women want to hang their hat on that and relax with a guy they know going places even if it's just the movies that he decided on and right. she says no i don't want that movie great now have a discussion that's fine mm-hmm. but um that guy said um why does he have to have a fake name and i was going to say that a lot of aren't good with this
1: is Sir, surreal i think uh are you there the club is getting uh in a bad cell <laughs> are you still there uh, maybe Surreal oh, could call Darren, back. I, was gonna, yeah, I wanted I, to yeah. ask him
0: a question as well. Yeah, oh, yeah we have somebody who wanted to call and ask him a question. Of,
1: yeah. Well I I was gonna ask him, um there were some people who accused him maybe he's listening right now, uh there were some people who accused him of just being a pickup artist or only being interested in sex or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it, so I, my
0: impression is he he's trying to teach people how to make how to have long lasting relationships, is what he exc- yeah, explained I, to me. I don't me. think
1: he was limiting himself to just being a pickup artist. Um I think he was Kind of giving more general advice, but let's ask him when he calls back. Did he, he, did he back. actually
0: say that before? I don't remember that specific thing. I, I think he did. I think that was the point of his podcast, actually,
2: wasn't it? Oh, are, you're not thinking of Wait. Steve from School of Dating, are you? Yeah, I think citing oh, oh, them.
0: I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I can't keep them all straight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think what I was referring to was uh, Surreal's last call about the ten things that you don't know about women. After that, um, mm-hmm. he was kind of accused of being just a dog and who is only after sex or something like by
0: that. By a by a man or a woman? by
1: by multiple people. Oh, it was okay. it was all kinds of people. Um, and so I don't I don't know if that's really uh, accurate. And I wanted to ask him about that. So okay, anyway. So but do we have more calls?
0: Uh, yeah, we have uh. Actually we have George on the line and he doesn't want to come on but I'm going to pull him on anyway. George, how you doing? <laughs> he doesn't want or Magic, to. Excuse me. <laughs>
6: no it's cool I was actually calling for surreal but uh yeah no nah, maybe maybe Stephanie maybe you're familiar with uh with what I wanted to talk about
5: cause all I right.
6: I was mm. wondering when, I was wondering on surreal's opinions but you, you you're, you're smart <laughs> you know what's up um thank you, what do you, have, you <laughs> have, have you heard of this is something I bring up every once in a while with time, uh, I'll tell you what we'll your, have to come back yeah it's we'll leave suspense. everybody yeah, in
0: suspense and we'll come back to that alright buddy <laughs> yep all right, Free Talk Live, more coming up. 603 435 1105. You can call and talk about what you want. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition. 603 435 1105 gets your call on the air. This is Luther. And Will.
1: And Stephanie.
0: And we uh, just got done talking to our friend, Surreal, about uh, what women want. Uh, He had some questions for Steph. uh, She had some questions for him. And uh, now we got a caller on the line who has some more questions for Stephanie. Uh, Mandrick, are you with us?
6: Yep, I'm here.
1: Not blowing
0: your nose this time. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all
1: done with that? That's not nice. I'm good. (laughs) He knows I'm just kidding. (laughs) We love Mandrick.
0: (laughs) We love him for his baklava. Indeed. Yeah, that's all I'm good for. <laughs> <laughs> you keep, keep now you around around for that's a reason. that's not true. <laughs> okay, so what was got, your question? I got,
6: well, I was calling, um, like I said, I was calling for surreal, but <clears> I think Stephanie would be, uh, uh, Steph, uh, definitely surreal and Stephanie would uh, be really, I'd like their feedback on this. And I'm not sure how familiar you are with it, but I was calling about ladder theory. Don't know what you know about it.
1: I've heard of it. There's yeah, I've, I actually here. think I've read it uh, quite a few years ago. Yeah. I'm, but can uh, you can give you, a synopsis? You, yeah, yeah, I don't know
2: anything about if, it.
6: If you read it quite a few years ago, you probably read the really, really jaded version. But yes, there's
1: a, I remember it being
6: out, jaded. Yeah, yeah, for anybody out there, you can uh, Google Ladder Theory Wiki, and it's not as uh, harsh, the the, uh, the the updated version. But basically what it says is that when a man meets a woman, he, he puts her on, on his ladder. He says, like, oh, look at this girl. And you're like, oh, look, Stephanie, you know, I'd want to... <laughs> I'd do her when I was not drunk, you know, and I'd bring her. Thank about you, that's it, a compliment. It. <laughs> have I have <ever> a <laughs> compliment for the ages. I'd do
1: her when I was I'm not drunk. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> and then, then, let's say I meet Jennifer, and I'm like, eh, she's not a good looking as me, but you know, I just don't feel you know. I, I, I would, I'd do it. And then there's other <laughs> girls where you basically, when you meet a girl, you just you rate you rate them. A guy would rate them like mentally. Maybe he's not even aware he's doing it. Uh-huh. But just naturally, you know, that doesn't he, he seem unreasonable.
2: On and put them on his okay. ladder. Is that the idea? In, exactly. In, in and man, order,
6: and a man has, man has one ladder. It's his, it's his F ladder. The jaded guy would call it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. And that's what he does when he meets a woman. And when, a, but now when a woman meets a man, she has two ladders, and you don't necessarily know which ladder you're on. You can either be on the friends ladder, which is you know you get nothing, or you're on the real ladder, which is you know. You know, that's where uh, that's the people she's basically sleeping with. So,
3: or she's interested in, yeah,
6: yeah, like she's pursuing that or you know actively doing it. But whichever. But maybe a guy doesn't know necessarily because maybe he's. I'm not really great at explaining this. The website. No,
1: it's making it's making sense. Mm -hmm. So there's basically a ranking system based on certain characteristics.
6: Yeah, it gets really deep. It gets deep, and I think uh, a lot where a lot of people disagree on, especially with me, because I kind of feel this way it explains it does i think it does a great job of explaining why a man can't be friends with a woman that he wants to have sex with it, it i mean it really it really does a good job of explaining that. and people are like well no i can still be friends with these girls and i'm like okay but if you're friends with somebody and this girl just randomly says you know let's do it right now and you say yes how can it it, it explains you know it's like you yeah, not really a friend if you're trying to have sex with this person you know
1: uh it, Yes, I sort of, I, I sort of know what you're saying. Um, okay. Like if a, if a guy, you're saying like a straight guy can't really claim to be friends with a girl because if he actually is interested in the girl. Uh, because, exactly. Because if she said the word, he would jump at the chance to right. sleep with her.
6: Exactly. And I consider myself friends with Luther, but if he was, <laughs> you know, I don't care how drunk I am, and I was pretty
0: well <laughs> You know, you know just how to make a boy feel uh, feel pretty, Mandrick. <laughs> Thank you.
6: So that's what, that's really, I was wondering about, I was wondering what Surreal thought about it and, uh, you know, his opinion on the whole matter. Because I felt like, oh, this guy, he, he really knows his stuff. Like uh, when he calls him, I know he has some controversial things, but at least, he, at least he's calling and putting it out there, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Mandrick, what, one more thing that I wanted to bring up. Um, I just, I pulled up the ladder theory real quick as you're uh, explaining it. And there was something on there also about you know men's ladders or whatever, based on uh, being based on looks mostly, and
6: there, there is a breakdown, yes.
1: Yes, and women's ladders being based on uh, you know attraction, which is not necessarily the same as looks, and also um, like m- kind of money, power, dominance uh, type yeah, deal. The, uh,
0: deal. The word you're looking for, I think, is uh, status. Status, yep. Yeah, in a way,
6: there there is a lot of that out there, and I I can agree with. It, it, it's it's tough because it can be really harsh towards women, mm-hmm. and I and I and I think it's it, to some extent. Like I said, I don't necessarily consider it Bible, but it really makes a lot of sense. You know, it just seems to me like uh, you know, there are women like that, of course, you know, but there's men like that too. There's there's plenty of jerks right. around that just you know that's all they want.
3: Yeah, well, I
1: don't I, think it makes a man a jerk necessarily to have an idea of uh, women in his life that he would. More be more or less likely to want to pursue. I mean, it, mm-hmm. that, there's nothing wrong with that,
0: right? I I have to say that I I can be friends with women I'm attracted to. I that doesn't necessarily mean I want to sleep with them. I mean, compatibility is a big thing for me. Um, uh, but if there is a woman I want to pursue, I do not want to just be her friend. You know, I exactly. It, well, they have a, a term for that. Yeah.
6: If you're if you're Being on her a friend's
0: ladder, yeah, you're that guy, and you're on her friend. Okay, like
6: those movies, you know, where, oh, the girl, the boy next door, and their friend's growing up, and yeah, she's yeah. dating all the jerks. He, yeah,
0: you know, he's he, in love with her, he, and he, wonders why, he, yeah. She always comes crying to at him.
8: End, yeah, and at the end of the movie, you know, oh, oh, you're the guy that I always wanted. That never happens. No. It never happens. <laughs> it just <No>. it happens. <laughs>
6: because I was that Let's guy growing up, and it's, and it's like, I know plenty of guys like that, and, and they have a term for that. It's called the uh, intellectual whore. Basically, <laughs> that's the guy... It's a great term. It's the guy... That she goes to to like be intellectual with, and then she runs off to the jerk to sleep with them.
1: Right. You know? I, I mean, that's actually <laughs> pretty common. I would say. I, I don't think sure. there's there's an untruth to that. Like, there are some people who have, uh, I guess, women in particular who have who have guy friends that they want to be, you know, crying on their shoulder and talking yeah. to and hanging out with. And maybe that friend actually has feelings for them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But but when it comes to actual dating or sex or whatever, they they prefer a different guy. And they're going to always choose yeah, right. the guy over their friend, right? Yeah, and I mean, I I don't really think that's necessarily like too fair or nice, right? To sort of take advantage and take someone's emotional energy—the yeah. nice guy, uh, the one that's the—that would be the
0: phrase I would use for it—is taking advantage.
1: Yeah, taking advantage. It, it, it's like they yeah. they're they're well, taking, but they're not really giving. I guess they're not giving I mean, the guy I what he wants. Most,
0: yeah. I think most women,
6: like especially like you know the high school years, I don't even most women probably don't even realize they're doing it. They, they really just think like, oh, this guy, generally, gen, you know, he's genuinely just wants to be that shoulder
2: for Well, he's run. probably yeah. usually enabling that behavior as well by continuing yeah. to come back and thinks, oh, well, you know, maybe at some point, you yeah. know, she'll see yeah. me for right. who I am. Or maybe yeah, my, not
1: being honest about his feelings for her. That too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, don't get us wrong. Like, if you're listening to this and you're, and you're thinking that we're bashing on women or anything, like, that is not what I'm no. trying to do at all. Like, there are, there are certainly... Unethical things that everyone does in dating, you know, from, sure. from anyone. Um, but but yeah, I think I think if there's someone who, in general, as a general rule, no matter what the genders, if there's uh, a friend who wants to be more than friends with uh, someone else, and that someone else isn't returning that affection, then uh, it's probably kind of a one-sided uh, deal, and it's not not too yeah, cool. That's
0: not a real relationship.
6: Yeah, you you need to be straight up honest. I mean, I was. Yes. I, I did the intellectual
8: whore thing for a couple of years, and it just.
0: <laughs> and now you're just a whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now,
3: oh
1: yeah. Whore for the baklava. <laughs> <laughs> Honesty is the, the best policy,
0: out. really. Yep. All right. We gotta, okay. you gotta yeah. communicate. Yep. Thanks, Mandrick. All right. Free Talk Live 603 435 five. Have you ever been the the uh, on the other end? Are you, you on the bottom the of the ladder? ladder? Yeah. <laughs> Call us in. Let us know. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition, 603 435 1105. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. This is Luther. And Will.
1: And Stephanie.
0: And we got Surreal back on the line. Oh, we, he just dropped off as soon as I went for the button. Okay. Oh, well, hopefully is that he'll call club back. again? Uh, <laughs> he, he must just be in a dead zone. Um, too bad yeah we had questions for him but uh that's all right because uh we had something that we've kind of been wanting to talk about um
1: well and oh i have this should be interesting next weekend next sunday i'm going to be hosting the first ever the epic lady talk live (laughs) (laughs) will be the first all-female free talk live so who are you uh, hosting with uh well i think it'll be Antigone and carla so uh,
0: That should be a good show. That'll be awesome, yeah. yes.
1: I'm very excited about that. I'm so pumped. I have a lot of things I want to talk about with them. But uh, you'll have to wait till next Sunday to hear us. But but uh, if Surreal would like to call back then and get the perspective mm. of three liberty-oriented ladies, then he is welcome to do so.
0: Well, maybe this is him. Uh, Surreal, is that you? Yes, it is. All right. Welcome okay. back. Uh, All right. So, um... Uh, A caller called in right after you hung up I don't know, or got dropped, whatever Uh, I don't know if you uh, heard what he had to say but he had questions about uh, ladder theory and what you thought about it
8: Yes, I heard Mandrake's question and theory there Um, If I understand it, let me see if I got it There There are two ladders that men are measured by with women One is the ladder to bed The other is the ladder to to be friends And And the idea was that a guy doesn't know which ladder he's on with a girl. Mm -hmm. And I would respond that I always know what ladder I'm on. Yeah, there's usually (laughs) signs. I steer it that way I want it to go. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's very simple to know which ladder you're on and how to change ladder unless you're already in what we call friend zone. Very hard to get out of friend zone once you're in it.
0: I call it the friend trap.
8: Yeah. yeah, That too. Yeah. And there's really nothing you can do except uh, uh, F-P-O-G,
3: which stands for
8: find 10 other girls.
3: Uh, Ah. Yeah. You
8: could replace the F with another word, but that's how you get over somebody is you just have to get out there, start seeing other people, realize you're worthy, you're worth it, you have.
1: Develop your own confidence. Right.
8: Right. Yeah. And this is a journey many, you know, a lot of average frustrated chumps must go on.
3: Right.
1: So, um, so how do you tell, you said uh, you can always tell Surreal how, uh, which ladder you're on. How do you, what are the signs?
0: Well, he said it's because he what, steers it that way.
1: Uh-huh. But, right. but yeah, but what are signals that a woman might be interested in a man? I think there are a lot of people who would First, want to know that.
8: Them, uh, and you have to meet them. And you have to start, you have to get on the right ladder as soon as you meet them. There's no question about who you're going to be with them. And if they are uninterested in you, fine, move on. Find someone else. But the way you know is, and you first have to have your own frame of strong eye contact, very arousing for women, and it shows interest, and they stare back sort of amazed that you're not breaking eye contact. And the more beautiful the women, the the better this works. And then you just watch for these subtle flirting signs that you recognize. You know, Stephanie, it's the hair toss. It's the... um, it's the touching her hair, her face. It's, it's keeping eye contact with you. Mainly, it's the fact that she's not walking away from you. Yeah, if she's body facing to you, towards you, maybe. Sure. Yep. But if she's talking to you, giving you the time of day, it means there's some interest and you have a chance and it's yours, it's yours to lose. So just know that if you're there. And, and girls have to make a decision about a man very fast. Is she going to waste her another minute with this guy? Is she going to wait for the next guy? Because she doesn't have a lot of time for for weak men, for losers, for a holes. And how does she know what kind of man you are? And you've got to show her. I'm a man who's going to hold eye contact. I'm going to have good posture. I'm going to speak slowly. I don't care. I'm not worried whether or not you like me or I'm going to lose your interest. I'm going to speak slowly because it maintains interest. And it's these little subtle things which takes a long time to learn and is counterintuitive, and you want to talk fast because you're afraid you're going to lose your interest, but no, no. Slow down. Be interested in what she has to say, of course. And really listen
3: yep, so that you
0: questions. can respond with yeah.
8: intelligence. Yeah, I can't, and this I can't manipulation. really. Manipulation.
0: I couldn't put it better. <laughs> well,
8: <laughs> right. And, it, and there are ways of, I'm going to use the word, subtly manipulating. Mm-hmm. And girls do it, too. Another social
1: engineering. <laughs> yeah,
8: social engineering, exactly. It's good. Um, so, that, like, for example, here's another kind of ladder, the yes ladder. You just start asking questions that she can answer yes to. Do you like this music? Yes. Is this your, do you like this place? Yes. You know, and then you just keep on getting her to answer yes, and then, and then she gets very sort of conditioned to do that.
2: I think a that's a technique then, in sales as well.
1: Yep. Yes, it is. Well, you're yeah, selling absolutely. yourself, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: not, not literally selling yourself, but. <laughs> right. Right. It
2: was funny
8: you mentioned sales because there's a term in sales called, called buying temperature. You ever mm-hmm. heard of that before? It's when you get a, a person really interested and in their, their, the, the, the chance of them buying increases, and it's called the buying temperature.
3: Yeah. They're hot well, about something. For, yeah.
8: Yep. Same thing with social engineering. And in fact, if a customer is really hot on buying a product, but the salesman just doesn't land it properly, they're still, their buying temperature is still high, and they may go buy that car somewhere else. Right. Same thing with women. If a guy is talking to her, (laughs) and he's interesting, but he's not able to close the deal, her buying temperature is high. And you can find these girls who just got done dancing with a guy, real sexy like maybe, and their buying temperature is up, but the guy's a dork or a jerk or can't carry a conversation.
0: And you pick up slack. a slack. You can do that, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, work plus, you work know, smarter, not harder.
8: Yep, yeah, many times I've raised the buying temperature of girls and only to lose out on the clothes and, you know, some maybe her boyfriend was going to have fun tonight,
1: you know. Surreal's <laughs> <laughs> so, out there doing community service, right? Right.
8: <laughs> He's doing uh, it out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah, how do we help the guys... In New Hampshire, with the Free State Project, that many is of which such are... a
2: good question. <laughs> are,
0: are you planning on you know, moving if, here as part of the Free State Project? Perhaps. Well, I, I think I think holding workshops or just taking them out, you know, would be helpful. A couple of people have done that already. You know. What
1: about informal so, university? Isn't there a class that about? Uh, is there? Yeah, there, there is, is one oh, class is. about the art of uh, picking. It used to be called be, like how to be a pickup artist or something, but then they changed the name.
8: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. There, a lot of the pickup artists have. Distance himself from the pickup artist community, and it's very big. Um, yeah. David D'Angelo has double dating, which is <laughs> not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sure. it's because it's got the connotation of right. being a, a player and love them and leave them, and right. And honestly, some guys are that way, but honestly, some girls love that, and they just want to allow themselves to do this. Dirty fun thing with this guy they just met who sucked them off their feet. They have excuses. They can tell their friends, Oh my God, I don't know what happened. I was drinking <laughs> and one thing went to another or you know, I don't know what happened. It was like just magic and, and he sucked me off my feet and uh, I, I don't know and see they can't you know honestly say I, gotta, I wanna F some guys.
1: <laughs> I gotta say, as long as it's consensual, I don't I don't really care, you know? I mean People can do whatever they want. And I don't think, um, Cyril, what I wanted to ask you before when you called in uh, and you got Mm -hmm. uh, cut off was you're not saying that uh, people should be dishonest about their intentions or they should trick, you're not saying men should trick women into sleeping with them and then never, uh, never speak to them again. I mean, you're just, you're just basically conveying a way of projecting confidence so that the women will actually talk to them and give them the time of day. Is that right?
8: It's absolutely correct. It's magic actually. And funny thing, the more honest you are, the more intrigued they are. I often tell women I go around my city with men and help them learn this stuff, or I'm learning myself and I go out every weekend and I da 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 da. da, da. They go, Really? Huh. Therefore and I it's so funny. One girl I said, I am emotionally unavailable. We are on a date
1: yes uh are you gonna maybe we should have to tell
0: us yeah. when we come back why don't we uh no, we'll surreal. hold you over for a little more okay buddy all right free talk live 603-435-1105 more coming up this is free talk live the sunday edition there's still some time for your calls, we might not get them, we have Surreal on the line. But first, this important message. Hey everybody, go to english.freetalklive.com if you would like to take a $20 to $30 an hour uh, all online from your home. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. If you would like to make uh, $20 to $30 an hour all online from your home, uh, you'll be conducting English conversations on Skype with folks from other countries, like Japan for example. So get this. Uh, so, so get this. They will pay you handsomely and help keep you. uh their, and help you keep up their already learned English. Uh, let's say Keiko from Japan knows that if she doesn't use it, uh, she will lose it. She needs you uh, for their natural English speaking gift. So get the ebook and discover how to find uh, these passionate people who will pay pay to talk to you on Skype. So check out English.freetalklive.com. And start your own online English conversation business. That's english.freetalklive.com. You'll love yourself for it. All right. Uh, and this is Luther with you. And Will. And Stephanie. And we have uh, Surreal on the line. Surreal, are you still with us? Still here. All right, great. Uh, I am about to tell a story. Yeah. You were, you yeah, were talking about how honesty works uh, and how uh, you'll just tell girls, yeah, I go out every weekend and I uh, help guys to meet and talk to girls and pick them up, I guess, uh,
8: or I actually just say I meet, I, I'm dating. Mm-hmm. I'm at a point where I'm dating. I'm loving this. I love being single, and I'm not looking for a long-term relationship. Oftentimes, that's the green light for a girl who says, oh, this is so nice. I, I don't want the complications either.
0: Takes a lot of the um, pressure off.
8: Yep. Or what it really does, the real truth is, you you seem not needy, which is
0: the kiss of death. Right.
1: Yeah, neediness is, is
0: unattractive. Yeah, even even for a guy, I have to say it's it's really unattractive. Mm-hmm. Right.
8: So I was out with this girl I met online. She was a is a highly intelligent. I was really attracted to her because she's highly intelligent, a very accomplished dancer uh, and very well known in her dance circles. Tall, thin, gorgeous legs. Wow. So I meet her mm-hmm. and she calls me back and says, "Yes, I've decided to see you again." Well. Great because you know, here she's chasing me now. I I was somehow able to create that frame. The second date she said I, I said, Well, you know, I'm dating and I'm really not looking for a long term thing. I'm kind of emotionally unavailable at this time, but really like to meet people. And she said, Oh, well, you know what? I don't think I can see you anymore. And I said, Oh, that's fine, that's cool. I it's really nice to meet you and this is we're having a good time here and, that's too bad, but you know, life goes on.
3: Right. Yep. She
8: wrote me a letter saying, oh, my God, I don't understand these feelings. I hate them, and I love them because you're not available to me, and I'm feeling like I really want to go after you. <laughs>
3: not
8: in so many words, but almost verbatim yeah. what she said. And she said, meet me here at this time in this place. And then we had a really great little love affair that was brief, and... This is another interesting thing. This shows how women manipulate men. It was clear that I was not going to be exclusive with her. As I always told her, was always up front with her about it. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, if you knew this, why did you come after me again? She said, well, I thought that if we had sex more, that you would finally want me. What she basically said was, I tried to manipulate you with sex. Which is what women do oftentimes in relationships. Really, and it didn't work. That's really what. Yes, exactly. And she also. (laughs) I know, you know, their sexuality is something that can take them places and get them places. And um,
1: well, I mean, can I ask you a question, Cyril? Do you think Um, that I don't think it's you know limited to women, uh, people, you know, manipulating each other in in the context of relationships. Would you agree with that? Of course
8: not. I would agree with that, yes. Yeah. But here's the difference. I was honest with her. She was not honest with me. I told her I was unavailable, but was enjoying our time together. She later told me, I tried to get you to win you over to be exclusive by having sex with you. She didn't tell me that up front, or she she didn't believe me that I was unavailable. She thought she could change me. And make me like her so much that I would settle down,
2: which yeah. really well. only ended up hurting herself because she yeah. didn't right. get out of the relationship yeah. what I, I she was, wanted.
0: My my previous yep. serious relationship was pretty much that same thing. I was very upfront that I was not interested in marriage at all or children, and uh, she was convinced that she could change my mind about that thing, and it ended poorly on and her her and mostly because you know I just didn't want to do that, and she you know yeah had nowhere else she could go with it.
1: I agree. It's better right. to lay out what the deal breakers are at the beginning of a relationship. And if, if you and someone else really don't see eye to eye, mm-hmm. well then, you know, maybe you could agree to stay for a little while or have a fling or whatever. But, uh, I don't think you should try to change someone. Right. And I don't think it usually works.
0: Yeah. I'm not into changing people. Yeah. Right. That's called the Pygmalion effect, right?
8: Yeah. That's the term. Yeah.
1: I'm not familiar.
8: Well, it's a Myers-Briggs thing, I believe. Okay. Personality. Anyway, it's right. very interesting, guys. Thank you for having me on here. Well,
2: actually, actually, um, a- surreal. Could I ask yeah. you a question? Oh, yeah, Will's got a question. Yeah. Uh, I think you had mentioned in a previous call that, as recently as uh, a couple years ago, you called yourself like an average frustrated chump or something like that. AFC. And, okay, and um, so how did you? Like, did you read some books or like how, what? What did you do to go about um, becoming who you are today?
5: Yes, I um,
8: was a very, a very big chump, and um, dated women I wasn't attracted to, but thought I should be with. Married a psycho woman; literally, has, she was mentally ill. That was the impetus for me to to change and to say, "What the heck is wrong with me here?" I've got to really look at this stuff. Stumbled across the first person I stumbled across was David D'Angelo, who did double your dating, and that opened up the That's world a of. <laughs> What was that?
1: That's a lot of D's. David yeah. D'Angelo, WD. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah,
8: right. And that just opened up the whole pickup artist community. There was a show on VH1 called The Pickup Artist, which is, I encourage you to watch, it's very interesting and it's a, it's a, what we call indirect theory. But yes, I read a lot of books. Uh, the Mystery Method is, um, what that sprung from and, but now I just go to direct. Very direct and it's very sincere and mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, you know yeah. sometimes it works great
1: yeah um, i mean who,
8: I'm i don't really at how well it works
1: surreal you've been criticized on the show for uh you know for being a pickup artist or whatever and sure. i i have to say like i don't really have a problem with that like do whatever you want with your own love life or sex life or whatever i mean i i just don't really see what the big deal is caveat emptor you know like if if someone wants to be in a relationship with you and you know, you're honest with them about your intentions and yet they still try to, uh, you know, go after you and change you or whatever, then, you know, like you were honest, you were upfront. I I just don't really see what the big deal is.
8: I'll tell you what it is. Um, pickup artist community has decoded girl language and girl world. So we have an unfair advantage now because so many guys don't understand women, how they think, how they talk, how to, how to create attraction and, and, these guys have learned this, and so it's, and this is why so many women are appalled that you actually study this.
3: <laughs> yeah,
8: they, yeah, they do nothing but study this all their lives. Their mothers teach them how to be sexy with makeup. Their hairdressers, their friends—you know—it's constantly how to be sexy, sex appeal, attract men. You know, but men don't have that, and now that we have, it's a lot of women are a little annoyed.
1: But so, do you, surreal? It, Let me break in. Um, do you mm-hmm. do you think that uh, by saying this stuff, that you're sort of uh, collectivizing women in a way, like lumping them all into the same group, or saying they all have these certain characteristics?
8: I am, and I am speaking generally, and I am speaking mainly of women who have um, who are have higher self-esteem and are more, um, you know, are not mentally ill. So, it's, I would say a good chunk of women out there are pretty. good pretty straightforward and you know
1: yeah that, that was another question i wanted to ask you do you ever come across across women who are just you know very direct and don't sort of play these games and you know try to manipulate or whatever
8: um they're rare because they would be so vilified by their other women society and friends that how dare you just suggest you're out there and like to enjoy
0: uh, i was enjoying talk- sex I was talking with uh, my friend's girlfriend last night about how I, I prefer sort of the lone... I called her like a lone wolf girl opposed to the pack girls. You know, the pack girls mm-hmm. run together and they cockblock for each other. And uh, Right.
1: How <laughs> do they do that, being girls?
0: <laughs> no, they, 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 they protect their friends from being picked up, basically. They <laughs> cock I know block what you're cars. saying. I was yeah. just joking. Uh-huh.
8: And let me tell you, Luther, the secret of that is to befriend the cockblock. Yes. <laughs> you can win her over, and I, I know how to do it now. I'll give you a really
0: quick line. Well, we're out of time, unfortunately, man. Uh, All right. So, uh, but it was great having Maybe you on. next time. Great advice. This has been Luther. And Will. And Stephanie. And be sure to listen next Sunday when Stephanie hosts Lady Talk Live and every night of the week, <laughs> Free Talk Live. Thanks, guys.
2: Thank you.